Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back, man. Realest podcast ever. I'm your host, Chad Fane. I'm Matt Kane. Uh, we are working on a holiday like we always do. Today is President's Day. Give it up for these dead crackers. <laughs> Clap that up. Yeah. yeah, one alive Negro and a an orange marsupial from uh from Southern Florida by way of New York City. Big forty five. You love them, you miss them. Do you think there's gonna be another black president anytime soon? Uh, it's hard to say. Like looking back. Um, the Barack presidency made all of the sense. He had the right image. He had the right uh, credential, everything. And it was very timely in a world where in a, in a time where I think that the uh, the world government was trying to unite the world. It mm-hmm. made sense to, you know, get behind a young, black, handsome, uh, uh, you know, movie star looking candidate or whatever the case right. may be in order to galvanize the world and be like racism. We ain't no racist. We are a black president, baby. Like, it's like that sort of thing where it was like, you know, it made sense for the time. And they gave the man two terms. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, with that in mind, I don't know if in the near future the climate, the global climate will line up again in that manner where it's like, all right, let's hit the black president button again. Right. Unless it's a black. If they get a black Republican candidate that can explain like Republican policy and tax code and all of that. And then the, the, the whole still want to top him off and all of that. <laughs> they find a nigga like that, like a slick looking Negro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My biggest thing with the presidency thing is like, you know, Barack is like one of the most like, like, educated and honored human beings like on yeah. the planet mm-hmm. earth and you know you look at the difference between like him and trump trump is just like kind of just around through his like hey man i'm out here willing and dealing yeah <laughs> like just yeah, went to school a little bit like it wasn't for me fucked around yeah fucked around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know obama him and his wife are like two-time ivy league degree both of them like mm-hmm. he went to i believe columbia she went to princeton and then they, I think they met at Harvard. Yeah. But, you know, he was, like, the first president of the law review at Harvard, all that shit. And it's just like, yo, like, they were really, they're, like, esteemed. Yeah. It's like, you have to be that on on that level. And then you still get criticized and critiqued. And you had people that were running around was like, man, he got these apes in the White House. And, and it just be <laughs> like, Trump is in there with no education and a, and a foreigner who can't talk. Yeah, with his son, with his with his son-in-law secretly running the country. Yo, straight up. <laughs> like, all right. So, how many properties can we Yo, foreclose on yeah. without, like, without peeking yeah. the radar of the feds? Yeah, Kushner is crazy. Like, you get into his documentary. With oh all yeah, of yeah, the yeah, Dirty he's, money. He's yeah, the craziest yeah, nigga yeah, yeah. ever. Kushner is out of control. And Kushner is proof positive that the biggest creeps and scammers and all of that come to you 
handsome, clean shaven with a smile on their face. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a guy with a with a ba- ba- balaclava and a gun jumping out of an alley. Like no. so, nigga, like, hey man, what's going on? How you doing? You coming to the caucus meeting? Yeah, yeah. Like that nigga will rob the shit out of you. What Clay Davis say on the wire? Shit, son, I took it easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We gave Clay Davis $20,000. He said, I took it easy on you. I could have hit you for a lot more. I'll see you at the next sitting here. Like, real shit. Like, how you feeling today, though? I'm feeling great, man. I've been, I've been outside like Trump today, willing and dealing, getting, yeah. you know, some different things done and all of that. Uh, got a pretty cool business call lined up after this. Hopefully, there's some money on the line. Yes, let us pray. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got sponsors today. It's, hey, it's, it's going up, man. It's going great. Shout out to uh, Warner Warner Music's new uh, podcast label, Interval Presents. We'll oh, get yeah. into that ad a little bit later, oh, but yeah, oh, yeah. shout out to them. Uh, you know, shout out to Advertise Cast, the people that, uh, you know, broker these deals and cut the paychecks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We appreciate y'all more than you know. Yeah, so it's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, I think the biggest topics, we got a big local topic, and then we got a big uh, national, international topic. I want to start on a lighter note. Let's start with the NBA All-Star Weekend. Right on, right on, right on, right on. Uh, It was in Utah. (laughs) I I, I still am kind of just like, you know, the last time they had it in Utah was 30 years ago, and we could have went. 30 more. Yeah, the, the, the owner is young. He got a lot of bread. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wears backwards hats and uh, Tom Ford t-shirts. And uh, Dwayne Wade's part owner. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's all we know. That's all we know. You Somehow, know. some way, it ended up in Utah. Fast track back to Utah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, I pretty much watched all of the festivities. Uh, Friday night, we was together. We watched it. And then Saturday night, we was together again. We yeah. watched part of it together. Um, I dipped right before the three-point contest. Uh, but Friday night... I was like, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> uh, Friday night, celebrity game. Celebrity, uh, and then the 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 the, the young player, the rookie, rising stars, rising stars game. Yeah, rising stars and the celebrity game. Uh, primary takeaways from the um, celebrity game: uh, Albert Pujols needs to Yo. lay off the arroz con pollo. Oh man, maybe like, just the. Maybe just the pollo and not the arroz. Seeing seeing athletes when they done athleting, yeah, is like crazy how fast. Like roids come out of your system faster than weed. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, because like, Albert Pujols was just playing baseball a year ago. No, and now this nigga is a, a seventy four year old grandfather. Apparently, yeah. he looked like a member of Terror Squad. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. I was like, damn, Pujols. Yeah, he he's aging like a Doberman pincher. Yeah, yeah. DK Metcalf won a uh, MVP. Did you see he got he, he got, got hit he, with the drug hit test? With the, hit with the drug test. They said, hey man, uh, we see you out here. You're jumping real high. Yeah. You're doing a lot of things. You're dunking basketballs. Yeah. Holla at us on Monday. Um, the the celebrity game has become. A bit of a spectacle. I mean, that's what it's intended to be. People really get into the shit. It, 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 it's entertaining because you get to see, you know, everyday common folk go out there and, you know, showcase. Guillermo was out there. Yeah. Like, how can you not like Guillermo <laughs> running around? Um, but it does at times get a little bit cheesy. You know what I mean? A little bit too much cheese and sauce on it that we didn't necessarily ask for or need. Yeah, for um, but all in all, the game, if it, it's something to just be on on a Friday night. Like, I'm not watching it, like, really intent on it and, you know, who's going to win and yeah. no shit like that. After Kevin Hart won 17 straight <laughs> MVPs. MVPs, it's just like, this is this is pretty much anything. Um, Saturday night, 
was very interesting. I, I, I've been proposing this for the last couple of years. I think the three-point contest needs to end Saturday night. I think there's more drama and buildup in the three-point shootout than there is in the dunk contest. Yeah. At this point, the dunk contest is let, – let's, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start off the, the Saturday night with the skills challenge. I'm going there. I'm over the Antetokounmpo brothers. I just am. I'm over them as a unit. Yeah. Giannis is a life-altering, game-changing, force freak of nature in the National Basketball Association. I completely understand the Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. You notice how that's become Team Giannis instead of Team KD Mm -hmm. over the last couple years. I'm perfectly okay with that. Giannis is... He's a generational talent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all the way cool with that. His brothers are not. They are mid. They they are <laughs> mid, they are Zona. Like, <laughs> I'm just that's what it is. Yeah, they had the one brother out there on the on the skill team. It was like, yeah, he's a part of the Milwaukee herd. He's yeah. in the in the G League affiliate. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like Giannis's ability to just. Yeah, you're you going to get a shot, baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got the under the coupon yeah. last name, nigga. You yeah. got that square forehead. You're going to get a shot. Yeah. Drake and Hove got a line for everything. <laughs> I got to put my niggas out the mud like I'm training Marines. Like, that. <laughs> that's really how it is. And I, I'm kind of just over it. To see the Utah Jazz three versus the rookie three versus the sophomore three and the onto the Koopa <laughs> three, it's just like, why is this happening, yo? You know what I mean? It, it, that's just bizarre. Then you had the three-point shootout. Um... Julius Randle was in it. I'm still kind of, like, thrown off by uh, it. I'm bit. also confused about fucking Tyrese Halliburton with this knuckleball, but somehow he put up 31 in the first round. And then stunk it up and then in, the, in the championship. Went completely just, just ice cold. Watched it in the, in the, in the second round. Um, who won it? Dame. Dame. Dame won it with the Very last consistent. shot. Very consistent, 26-26. Yeah, when he threw on the high school jersey and it had Dollar on the back, I'm like, can we get a bet in real quick on, on <laughs> yeah, it? Like, this yeah. is about to be a wrap. Um... The dunk contest. Y'all let Kevin, you niggas let Kevin McAllister from Home Alone come out here and beat y'all during Black History Month. Bullethead went out there. Beat and, the and, shit and, out of y'all. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Obliterated you niggas. The dunks he did were cool. They were cool dunks. I've seen better dunks. You also got to factor in his height also. He's 6'2", though. It's not very tall. I'm, he, people made it seem like he was 5'5 five, five or some crazy shit. And it's like, he's 6'2". He a ball player. And the dunks were good. They were really good dunks. And I think he deserved one. He was the favorite to yeah. win the jump. Um I have a prop a, a a proposition. Okay. Okay. And I said this the other day, and and Jules kind of shot it down. I personally think that what the NBA should do is invite the best dunkers in the world. Yeah, you've been saying this for a while. Not in the NBA or in the NBA, the yeah. best dunkers in the world, and make it a real live. We gonna chat like we gonna put the best five dunkers out on the court. And we gonna let them go to town, and then try to get to where like your judging panel is the like Michael Jordan, Dominique, Vince Carter, you know, like that type of thing. Where yeah. you got the pantheon of great dunkers judging, and then you highlight and showcase this this talent. And Jules like, here's the problem with that: the NBA markets themselves as we're the 450 best in the world. So if you bring in people who aren't in the NBA and have them absolutely do crazy shit, 
where does that leave the NBA? I'm like, they're not going to lose fanfare, though, behind it. Honestly, that might be seen as something dope. Where it would you, bring the ballers' life and the mixtape community to the NBA. It would basically open up a whole new realm and a new dimension of yeah. people, like what Allen Iverson did as far as the street culture in the NBA. And, like, you look at people like Jordan Killigan, Killigan uh, 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 Jordan Sutherland. Um, what's the other one? Isaiah Rivera. You ever seen him? Yeah. Crazy. Like, these motherfuckers are all on Dunkademics and all of that shit. Like, I think it would be cool to open up the floor to them and then let the NBA players come out, the Giannis, the LeBrons, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and they're jumping around. So it would just be such a cool vibe, and the crowd would be absolutely ecstatic because for the most part, let's keep it a buck, the average NBA fan has never seen Isaiah Rivera dunk. So they've never seen. You ever seen a John? He do where he do the between the legs John with one hand. Yeah. You know how fucking insane <laughs> that is. Taking it between your legs without using your left hand. Like he runs up, drops the ball, and then catches the shit and dunks. Yeah. Or like Jordan Sutherland, he got a John. He did a dunk contest recently. He jumped up, took it through his legs, and then up over his back and dunked the shit on a fly. But like these motherfuckers are out of this world with it. And I just think it would be way cooler to bring them and let them showcase their talent with the NBA people basically like rooting them on. Yeah. And um because not 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 like at this point, Anthony Edwards, did you see him yesterday in the John? Yeah. I never do it. John Morant, they like, yo, you you ever go do something? Ain't no chance in hell I'm ever doing it. And it's just like yeah, because they don't want to be judged against the greats of all time because they're looking at it like, I can never be better than Jordan. I can never be better than Kobe. I can never be better than Vince Carter. So why even fucking bother? They don't even want to be judged against that high of a standard because when you are in the dunk contest, even if you win, you're judged against the all-time winners and not against. But how crazy is it that for all of the Jordan, Dominique, for all of the Dr. J and Nate Thompson, I mean, uh, 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 was that Nate Thompson he was going at it way back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clay Pop. For all of that, for all of Vince Carter and Steve Francis, Tracy McGrady. Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson. I'm sorry, Nate Thompson. Michael Thompson. For all of those, I think we are all in cahoots and collection when we say Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon probably was the best dunk contest ever. Yeah, for sure, because it was a battle. You see what I'm saying? And that was 2016, so that was 16 years after Vince. That was 28 years after Mike and Dominique. So... I, I just think that if you're going to live up to it, you can live up to it, and yeah. you can honestly surpass it, but you got to give a fuck. You got to really prepare. Gotta try. You yeah. got to prepare. And I think what they should do is you should, they should get 12 guys or whatever, do single elimination the first round, then they do they double elimination, whatever, going down to the end, put up a million dollars. That's what Jules was saying. Put up a million dollars to where it's like people like, oh, shit, now you get the casual people involved back in because they want to say, who's going to win this money? Put a million dollars up. Include NBA guys, G League guys, the ball is life guys, and all of that shit. Pick the best 12 or whatever the case may be. And they could do a road to the dunk contest leading up to it right. where they allow, like, some unknown two people or whatever to get playing spots on each side of the tournament or whatever the case may be. And then they could play into the dunk contest. And then now it's really a thing because you chronicle and all of that. You capture all of that media or whatever, and then it leads you, boom, to All-Star Weekend. And you put a million dollars up, and then, like you said, incorporate all the legends of the dunk contest, and now we have a motherfucking million-dollar showdown on Saturday night. Right, because at this point, it's like you got a dunk contest, and this ain't no knock to NBA players or or WNBA players, none of that shit. But it's like you got a a dunk contest, and the judging panel is fucking uh, 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 who was over there with the pink suit? Um, 
six man three times. Oh, uh, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Like, I love Jamal Crawford. I don't think I've seen him dunk three times. You are not <laughs> what, like so. It's like already you're like the validity of the of that yeah. ain't even what it's supposed to be. Lisa Leslie first to dunk in NBA in a WNBA game. I'm cool with her. You got to have the female representation. Cool. She had on nice Louis Vuitton shirt. Cool. Yeah. Harold Miner. No bullshit. Not even trying to be funny. Harold Miner looks like he owns a food truck in Manny. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was Harold Miner at first. I'm just now catching it. <laughs> I had no idea. You didn't peep that was Harold Miner? I didn't even peep that Dog. it was him. I watched the whole dunk contest, too. Didn't even peep that was him. Dog. Remember Harold Miner was Baby Jordan? Yep. He looked like he ate Baby Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he ate a Baby Jordan. And it's just like, all right. Then Karl Malone was on the on the jaw, and I'm just like, yo, this is anything as far yeah, as yeah. We judging. we need a. I want a referendum on the Karl Maloneness. You want to do Karl Malone now, or wait till they did the uh, the whole spot? Let's wait. We can okay. wait. We can wait on Karl Malone. So my thing is the dunk contest, and then you got to listen to Kenny Smith, who's not known as a dunker. Reggie Miller, who's not known as a dunker. He wasn't a dunk contest, though. So, you know, Kenny that's Kenny Smith's whole claim to fame. So was Daryl Armstrong. <laughs> and he laid the ball up in the dunk. You remember that, Joe? Yeah. Daryl Armstrong did a reverse layup <laughs> in the dunk contest. Dang, they never see that they coming. They never see that coming. So it's like being in a dunk contest doesn't really mean anything. Charles Barkley, who was a power dunker. Shaq was a big-time game dunker. But these aren't finesse style. I'm about to change the game dunkers. I'm not bringing nothing new to the table with yeah. you. So you got them talking about it, and they're forced to every year on the first dunk say, oh, dunk contest is back. And it's like, yo, we wouldn't have to do this if the shit would just be back. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. So uh, Mac McLeod, who... Um, McClung. McClung. I keep saying McLeod. Mac McClung, who was... Um, He's been in the NBA now for two games. Yeah, he was the, um, he's the uh, G League MVP last season. He started off, you know, with uh, Romeo and them at fucking on the Steve Harvey <laughs> show. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was the MVP of the G League. He uh, he got his shot call up this past week to the uh, Sixers. Got, got a two-way deal. Got a deal with Puma this week also. Got a deal with Puma. He got a deal with this insole company for bounce on your job. He's, he's, ra- he's racking it he's up. racking it the fuck up. My y'all weird of the week is centered around Matt McClung. The people who are searching him on Twitter with his name and offensive words. Yeah, trying to see if he uh if he did some that said some crazy shit. This is where we at in society. Yeah. And like this this is how fucked up Earth has become. You legitimately, let's be real, Mac McClung is you know how much he's earned in his basketball career? 122,000. Hundred and no, hundred and two thousand. Hundred and two thousand. Is how much money he's earned in his career. The dunk contest the other night paid him 100K for his victory. You legitimately can dedicate your life, your time, your blood, your sweat, your tears, your energy. Your family can follow you down that path to your dream of succeeding at something. You can finally get your moment on the stage. And Shaq told it to him the best. Shaq said, they don't know who you are. Make them remember you tonight, brother. He said, I got you, big dog. I got you. You can do all of that to get to that moment. And it's some weird ass nigga sitting over here, sitting over there, sitting over there was just like, let me try to ruin, bro. Yeah, let me try to cancel this nigga. Let me try. And the fact that people were even putting that out, like, yeah, I searched, man, ain't nothing out there. And, and people was laughing at it and like, oh, no, search this and look up this and change nigga with an A to ER. And it's just like, 
Y'all, yeah, like y'all are buffoons. Y'all, y'all, y'all are on the scale. You know what I'm saying? The spectrum. Y'all are on that. Yeah. And and I I personally have a problem with that because that's what happens in a lot of these situations where somebody will sign a deal, get something. Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars. This person getting an award. This person getting that. And some buffoon will just be like, "Let me search some shit from 12 years ago when the world was totally different on social media." Yeah, remove and, all the context from it. And and let, and let me see how this goes. They never see that coming. <laughs> I personally don't like that shit because you're constantly under that microscope. And not even the, the the real microscope. Yeah. You just under microscope of a nigga. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Arkansas. Just a, just, a, <laughs> just a random nigga in Tennessee who's bored as shit and on the porch with, with a little bit of Wi-Fi. One bar. Yeah. It's just it's crazy to me. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of glad my Twitter evaporated. Like, you know what I'm saying? To where it's like, if I want, I just <laughs> Yo, make listen. a new Twitter. Twitter is the worst app on earth, bar none. Like, it's it's awful. Instagram is bad. Twitter is flat out awful. The people that exist in that ecosphere that, that Twitter has become are the most miserable, down bad people on earth. They just drum up drama around any and everything everything has a cause nothing is just like oh this is just the way it is it's always like some hidden agenda or something they're constantly looking to ruin somebody or cancel somebody i am completely disenchanted with the twitter experience as it relates right now man like it is really really bad so you saw that whole thread that went on when arian foster was like the nfl is scripted right, yeah so rob was showing us like the people and that was when twitter was at its best when somebody would say something and yeah. people would start reacting to it with videos or little gifts or memes so people started posting all of these what happens when they got the script or read the script or whatever and somebody posted in the john uh adrian peterson's son after reading the script for 2014, and he was, like, crying. The, the kid yeah, crying, yeah, yeah. eating a hamburger, you know, he allegedly beat his son. And it's like, that's hilarious in the context of that. But what will happen is, in eight years, when that person develops a video game that sells for $100 million, mm -hmm. somebody will go find that tweet and be like, you think child abuse is Yeah, you is advocate funny. for child abuse. And it's just like, what? No. I was on Twitter at 2 in the morning, and we was cracking the <laughs> fuck up because it was night shift. That's not the way it works. So it's just, it's annoying to me to see shit like that where it's like, damn, this young brother getting his moment. Yeah. And in that, in the moment, y'all ain't even wait till like. Oh, no, same the, night, nigga. Same <laughs> night. Let me pull, let me bring this, let me bring this honky back down the line. <laughs> let me tell this turkey. Let me tell let this, this turkey know. <laughs> this turkey know what's going let on this around turkey here. Know. So that's my y'all weird of the week. The people who are like, damn, Mac, Mac McClung ain't get 24 hours. Not even at the top. Just 24 hours of notoriety. Yeah. Of notoriety, of people just yeah, knowing they, who they I say, am. They say, yes, one too many Bleacher Report posts around this white nigga. I'm not feeling this. <laughs> Tear this nigga down. So that was my definitely y'all weird of the week. Yeah. So. Um, I, now, I will say this in, in the defense of, I guess, the other side. They went a little too far with the, did Mac McClung save the NBA's dunk contest? Like, all right, like, now. All right, now. Stop like, the car, goddamn. Yeah. Hands. Like, <laughs> everybody out. Stop the car, goddamn. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> But um, all in all, the All-Star Weekend, it, it, the, the problem with it is is they're not going to change much of the formats when it comes to the three-point shootout, the dunk contest, because 
we all tune in anyway. Yep. And we all tune in for the same reason we always tune in. What if? Yeah, we don't have nothing better we to have do. Nothing better to do. It's a Saturday <laughs> night in February. We have nothing else to do. We're going to tune in. Now, I'll tell you this. If we all banded together, which I know we can't because, you know, we all hate each other. But if everybody was to band together and say, I'm not watching this shit and drop the ratings to, like, terrible, yeah. they would have to change They would a do a complete things. referendum on all of this shit. They would absolutely do it. Now, I got a, uh, I got some awards to give out from All-Star Weekend. Um, you want to wait? You want to do that after we do the game? No, nah, because this has, award has nothing to do with the game. Okay, okay, great. Uh, I want to give most valuable fashion to my young boy, Shea Gilgis. He fucked him around every night. He had the fucking leather cowboy shit on Friday, pause. Mm-hmm. Saturday, he had that crazy Jeff Hamilton, Oklahoma City Thunder jacket. That, that jacket was nuts. And then Sunday, he came in like magic with yeah. the with the mink on. Yeah. Mink on. I think he had Tim's or something on. And then he had the Louis Vuitton briefcase. Uh, can I give him an award for, for best dress? Yeah. Josh Giddy. Oh, with the blue the mink? Oh, Josh man. Giddy came through with that joke. Came through like Papa Smurf. Uh, what's his name? Uh, it was funny because Reggie Miller was like, come through dripping. <laughs> <laughs> I was falling out the ball off of players, that. The ball players got the ultimate cheat code when it comes to getting dressed, man. Because it's like, yo, no matter what they do, they're going to look good unless they just got some completely absurd shit on. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you tall, you slender, like the, the pieces are basically designed like they, for they, niggas like you. Yeah, yeah, real shit. Yeah. Y'all, y'all are going to give this piece peak uh, hitage. Yeah. Six, seven and in shape? Ain't nothing I can do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you, you win, Gus. You win, Gus. <laughs> ain't nothing I can do with that. That's how them pants supposed to lay. I see. <laughs> I ain't nothing I could do with that. Oh, so that's how the bell bottom yeah, with the. All right. I see it now. You know what I'm saying? Even the big red boots. Shea pulled them off better than anybody I've seen. Yeah. It actually looked right. You don't even, they don't even look that big the way he had them with the pants <laughs> dripping yeah. over them. It like, it made sense. So it's like, yeah, definitely Josh Giddy, though. What other awards you got? Uh, that was it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. I got nothing. All right. So Sunday night, the actual. Oh, game. no, I got one more. Most annoying old head award goes to. Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. Most annoying old head award. Not a basketball player. Not a basketball player. Most annoying old head of Saturday night or of the whole weekend. Not a basketball player. Who? I'm I'm trying to think. Just give me a second now. Hold on now. Let let, let me get it together. Who the fuck is the most annoying motherfucker in and around? I know it ain't Guy Fieri. No. Okay, no, that's no. the mayor. That's the mayor. Yeah, that's the mayor. Uh, what old head was in and around? I know Jay Prince wasn't there. No, he wasn't there. No. Although, Chris Tucker looks a lot like Jay Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, who the fuck was there? Give me five seconds. Five, four, three. I, I have nothing. Fat Joseph. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, Fat yes, Joseph. Fat All Joseph. right, so keeping in theme with fashion. Fat Joseph with these outfits, because that's what they are. They are ensembles. They are outfits. True story. Fat Joseph outfits be, it's funny you got to be saying outfits now. <laughs> His outfits be cool. They just don't, again, you're not 6'7 in the You're not 6'7 in the ball player. <laughs> they, they don't, they don't they, lay They right. do not be hitting, yo. Yeah. Fat Joseph showed up. <laughs> the algorithm. Fat Joseph showed up with the black turtleneck, yeah. black pants, purple Louis jacket, 
and then the purple fucking Khaled yeah. Jones and the purple Louis glasses, the bad bitch glasses. I'm like, yo, get fat yeah, Joseph. Yeah, he definitely off had the bad bitch Louis on. Yeah, get fat the same color as his hookah. Yeah, get fat Joseph <laughs> off this stage, dog. That's our team, uh, uh purple. Yeah, real <laughs> shit. Get fat Joseph off this stage, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thinks like he's fucking it up. And technically, based on the pieces, he is. Yeah. But it's just like yo, uh, it, the hittage is is not there. We're we gonna add a new category to the TRPE awards this year, and it's gonna be the Womp Womp Award. <laughs> and the, um my early runner for the Womp Womp Award is the DJ Khaled Jordan Fives. They did oh my not God. do any Remember Shannon Sharp posted all three of them, like, big thanks to DJ Khaled for looking out with these. You know, I had to get them, make sure I got them before they was gone. And I'm like, those are $190. <laughs> they are very all available. Overstock. <laughs> them DJ Khaled fives Yo, they did, did not nothing. Do nothing. They impacted nothing. Like, they're, they're worse than, like, the fucking Fresh Prince fives or, like, the What the Fives. Like, yeah. them Jones did absolute nothing. Nothing. Like, there was no impact to the sneaker world behind the Khaled Fives. Black Friday. It was a Cyber Monday. Whatever the fuck it yeah, was. Yeah, one major holiday. Khaled Wednesday. Major, whatever the fuck major it was. Major shopping holiday. Three colorways. 19 commercials. 44 promos. Equity on every sneaker site. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Negative impact. That's my front runner right now. Sean Weatherspoon uh, Adidas came out around the same time. Smoked Smoke them. them. Smoked them. Absolutely smoke. And niggas was like, no, you know they put out a new Teddy Santos today. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's yeah. get them jewels. Yeah. The Cali Fives did nothing. They did zero. Like, I can't believe it just how bad they just underperformed. This shit was crazy. Yeah, so. but I'm Fat Joe and his outfits, I'm 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 over it. Yeah, yeah, I can give you that. It's because like like the shit I deal with, when you like a bigger dude and you got shorter legs, <laughs> my legs ain't that long. Yeah. Even though I got I, I got a long torso. Torso, right. So that's what makes me tall. But it's like, yeah, like literally when we was doing the shit for the suits and he was just like, Yeah, I never seen anything like this. He's like, You're a big dude. You're inseam when your pants is like a fucking twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't need long pants at all. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that shit don't look right when you're trying to do certain looks. Yeah. You know, what I mean? and then I got big ass feet, which makes it really, really ridiculous. So, you know, I, I feel Fat Joseph's pain. Yeah, I did, did, then they pair Fat Joseph with 21 Savage. Yeah. That was like his running mate yeah, for the weekend. And yeah. I'm just like, you a rapper here, rapper? Yo. Y'all the only rappers here? Yo. Y'all gotta hang together. That, speaking of 21 Savage, going into Sunday night, the prelude to the All Star Game has to end. They, the, at this point, it's just like, yo, the, the game was supposed to start at 7.30. They oh. didn't tip that rock off till like 9 o'clock <laughs> from all the bullshit that they was doing. Yeah. I said it on my joint. Post Malone and 21 Savage look like Rick Steiner and Witty Hutton. <laughs> like, they look crazy out there right now. Lip syncing all high and out of fucking breath and shit. Then they, they do the draft now. And I have such a problem with this, this all-star game draft. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. 
Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's killing time. It's, it's like it. Even when they started doing it a couple days before the draft, like over the satellite shit, it was like it was kind of funny because LeBron would be wine drunk and Barkley would say his little stupid shit with Kenny Smith. But seeing it live where Giannis still is, you could tell Giannis didn't finish his Rosetta Stone yet. <laughs> like he's still kind of struggling with English and shit. Then he don't really know what's going on. LeBron is kind of just like there, but he's not there. You could see it in everybody's faces up on the stage like, this is some bullshit, yeah. man. <laughs> He's like, uh, I would like to pick. Uh, yeah, we did, we did third pick. Me would like to take pick, the, uh, uh, Jamarant, <laughs> and they're like, uh, you can't like pick Jamarant on your team already. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. Okay. Uh, the funniest is when they was introducing. Did you see Debar Derozan face when they was like the the reigning mid range goat? <laughs> <laughs> the reigning mid range goat. That's some funny ass shit. But the whole draft was just nonsense. The lead up, they had the Marines marching out there. All of this shit that we just don't need. It's an all-star game. Yeah. Throw the rock out there and let's get the Duncan. <laughs> the fuck is taking so long? It was ridiculous. The um, At halftime. Dog. I, that's, wanna... that's my y'all weird. My y'all weird is the NBA talent coordinator who selected this Africanized yeah. attack B uh of a halftime show I, in I, Utah. I used to be in Utah. I actually spent two months in Utah when I was driving. I was getting my CDR. I actually was in West Valley, Utah. And I, you know, I basically lived there. And shit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was only me, Howard Isley, um, Anton Carr. It was about seven of us out there. You know what I'm Olden saying? Olden Polonese. Olden Polonese was out there. You know what I'm saying? Like Carl, it was, it was only, it was only a handful of us out there. And, you know Utah's heavy Mormon, mm-hmm. and uh, I learned that when I was out there, or whatever, whatever. Utah did not deserve that halftime show. Hell no, they did not deserve that. Um, it was Burner Boy, who was really good. What was the other guy's name? Wizkid. No, not Wizkid. The other one, the little one. I thought that was Wizkid. No, that wasn't Wizkid. Oh, that was fake Wizkid. No, I don't, I don't know who he was. You want me to pull his name up? Because it's something with an H. Well, that makes all the sense because I was on WizKid's uh, IG Rima. page and he was with his, he was with his son and I was like, this kind of look like WizKid. His name, is but Rima. he's with his son right now. So his name is Rima or Rima. Rima. Okay, but he was fucking it up. His, no, he his, was getting his busy. His shit was excellent. That's why I thought he was WizKid. Nah, he, was he, it up. he was excellent. And then Tim's came out. Tim's is so goddamn thick. It's just Tim's is thick as grits. She's thick as she, you can tell. She's from the motherland. Yeah, definitely from the motherland. <laughs> heavy on the uh, saba. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not a saba, cassava at least. Yeah, <laughs> heavy on that. I wasn't feeling the Matt Hardy pants she had on. But yeah, definitely dressed like a Lucha Libre. Definitely was heavy on the Rey Mysterio. She, but she was like out of breath. And I, I'm just like, yo, I don't know. Because I've I seen her in a couple videos with Queen Latifah. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm I've saying? I've seen her in a couple videos with Queen Latifah. And it's just, you know, Queen Latifah, well, no, you know, Queen Latifah used to sit on top of the hood, smoke, smoke <laughs> cigarettes and drink beer and shit, write raps. So it's just like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but Tim's definitely was like, kind of like out of sync a little bit. 
as far as her breathing and her yeah. being under control and hitting all her notes. This and shit, shit like I'm going to tell you, this shit is happening way too fast for a lot of these artists, man. Like, you go from being, like, you know, a, a legend in the top of the charts in your perspective African country or region or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, and then motherfucking corporations start trotting you around like a show pony yeah. in all of these places, yeah. and it's like, yo... All of these different shows call for different shit. Yeah. These artist showcases and stuff like that. Yeah, you could stand in one spot and just sing and be a vocalist and da 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 da. da. The NBA All Star Weekend and stuff like that. You got to perform. Yeah, and I, you know every every hotel got a got a little workout facility. You got to get on. The you elliptical. had to start utilizing that. Yeah, though. you got to get on the elliptical. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I was just kind of thrown off. Where I was just like, yo, she's like missing notes and. She was like letting you know the the the, the music playing in the back. She's letting that take it for yeah. this word, and I'll come back in on next. Word. I'm just like, this is kind of crazy to see. Um, but all in all, the songs, you know, they them songs, they, they, they you gotta whine. They smack. Know? They 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 slap. They make you go. Um, Utah did not. Did you see the crowd during? Did <laughs> did me. Motherfuckers was checking their emails and shit. Like it was that. Pascal, Giannis, yeah. uh, Bam Adebayo, <laughs> and like four other niggas was like, "Yo, Pascal Siakam so African. He had a camcorder. He had a camcorder. <laughs> he had the camcorder. This John, like the flip out boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had that. Yeah, when you get done, you fold. <laughs> Pascal was fucking. Hilarious. They fucking it up. You see yeah, this? He- <laughs> Josh Giddy, you better get you some of this African culture in your life, white nigga. Yo, man, real shit, man, hilarious. The um, and then after that, they did a tribute to the three uh greatest scorers in NBA history. They had LeBron James, they had the fucking captain Kareem, and the mailman Karl Malone. This is your time to shine, I imagine. Uh, I just want to say first and foremost, it is fuck Karl Malone forever. Uh, Karl Malone is single-handedly one of the most dastardly human beings in NBA history, in all of life history. And you know what's crazy is, not, not, not to cut you, but you know people are like, they don't, they're like skeptical of the whole thing. Like that whole story. Yeah, like you know he has a son. But like, his, <laughs> like made you, know, it. you know his son played for the Eagles. Yeah. Like this is a real thing. <laughs> there's a human, de- like, there's a human a, attached to this. Romani Jones was like, yo, this shit is like real. And people just like, Choose to go the other way. But he the mailman. Did you see what the DNA? <laughs> did you see what the doctor, the original doctor who did the DNA test said that there is a beyond ninety nine point nine percent chance that the DNA match between the guy. I think his name is Demonte Demongris. What it's something. Yeah, it's something crazy. Yeah, but there's a beyond ninety nine point nine percent DNA match between him and Carl Malone or Carl, one of Carl Malone's brothers. And I was just like, huh? And the doctor in his report said, I'll just leave it at Carl got a lot of brothers. <laughs> I was like, yo, the world is crazy as shit. What, man? man? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> right on. <laughs> Carl got a lot of brothers. I swear to God, yo. Swear to God. Three percent. That's how X Y Z amount of million people in the world. 
Laboratory Laboratory Blood Press prepared for Bell's family in 1996 paternity lawsuit against Carmelone reportedly pointed to over 99% probability that Bell's father is either Carmelone or one of Carmelone's brothers. Malone initially refused to respond to the lawsuit, but eventually reached an out-of-court settlement with Bell and the family over the issue. The Bells receive a single lump sum payment of a confidential amount with no ongoing support for Dem- Dem- Demetrius, Dem- Demetrius, whatever. In speaking later about the settlement, Malone's attorney asserted that it had not been included on official court determination of paternity and noted that the doctor said in his in his in his statement malone in parentheses has a lot of brothers i don't know what the fuck that means <laughs> no clue what that means this is the twilight zone yeah yeah and, and this is it's, it's utah. utah it's utah and it also proves that when you have a lot of money and influence you can pay people to muck up very straightforward situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen a DNA situation just get. It was like, up. I mean, it might be his brother. Like, you I never mean, know. There's a lot of them niggas running around. It's Claire, it's Charles, <laughs> Charles Malone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got Craig Malone. He worked at the post office. Malone, Malone. He actually, he actually worked at the post office. Malone, you, Malone. You, you ever get some Maurice Malone <laughs> from, from Doctor J? <laughs> You ever see the ball when he came into the party? Somebody had took a watermelon and like dug it out and then cut up watermelon pieces to sit it inside of the watermelon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing I ever seen in my life! It's watermelon inside of a watermelon." <laughs> watermelon. Watermelon. But yeah, it's like you got Malone Malone, you got Craig Malone, Charles Malone. Who would be any of these motherfuckers? I've never seen no shit like that in my life. I've never seen Carl Malone with any other human other than John Stockton. Dog, dog. Where did he get all these brothers from? And Diamond Dallas Page. That's <laughs> it. I've never seen him with a bunch of other niggas just walking around Utah, ever. But when the whole shit happened, he was 20. The girl was 13. Yeah. And they said that um, the family declined to pursue it legally because they didn't want to, like, fuck him up. Because then it's like, well, shit, if he gets jammed up, we get, can't come back and sue this nigga get, later. Can't get nothing. Somebody was playing a long game. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody <laughs> had their sights. He's like, hold on, hold on now. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. everybody's upset. Everybody's <laughs> a little emotional. Probably some pastor or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. One, one of the old heads of the family. Let me tell you, turkey, something. <laughs> I ain't had to get that. What you're not gonna do is ruin yeah. the mailman's legacy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is. It's definitely fuck Carmelone forever. Yeah, you know Carmelone's Car- a detestable human being. Yeah. Uh, he allegedly, uh, during an, another interaction, uh, when he wasn't raping someone, he was. Uh... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. Offering potential rape if he was into that kind of thing, uh, he had an interaction with Vanessa Bryant where he was dressed like uh, like a cowboy, right? right? And she said, "Hey, yeah, uh, what's with the cowboy get up? Where are you hunting?" And he said, "Little Mexican women." Yeah. And Kobe Bryant threatened to murder this man. Yeah. Big weird. He's a strange dude. Yeah. He's a strange dude. I knew they was gonna bring him and John Stockton out for um, you know, the festivities or whatever yeah. being in Utah, whatever. You knew it was coming, and it's just like. It is weird to, to like, know that this happened, the 20 and 13 thing, and know that there's a whole kid from it and everything to where this ain't a kid. This man is our age. Mm-hmm. He's almost 40 years old. Yeah. And he's a professional athlete himself and had to go through life, like, with that kind of over. It's just, it's a very weird situation that only a Carl Malone could, like, be involved in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
no one of any decency like Byron Russell or anything from the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Like, only Carl Malone. Yeah, so. No Raja Bell scandal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing even close to that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, LA so gears. This is, and this was actually him. Uh, this is his first year coming out of exile, self-imposed exile. Because last year when they did the 75 greatest, he wasn't there. He just waved on the screen. I'm like, yo, when you wanted the greatest but can't come within a thousand feet of a child, that's what you got to <laughs> do. Calm alone. You know what I'm saying? Calm alone. <laughs> right now, right on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, Carmelo is is a bozo. Um, shout out to Jason Tatum winning the All Star game. Put up MVP. a double nickel. Um. You know, we knew going into it, like, no no Curry, no KD, uh, no Giannis. Giannis came out and played literally. Had we been thinking about it once he suited up and was like, I'm just going to go do the Chris Paul thing, you know what the bet would have been. Giannis to score first. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even thinking about that shit. Um, but no Giannis, no KD, no Curry. Um, and something I realized yesterday, and, 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 you know, it goes back to something we've said on the show where the European players are just so much more skilled than the American players. And I realized it yesterday and watching all of them out there on the court, the European players, while they might be more skilled, they aren't obnoxious ass. Yeah. They don't have enough. Fuck you. They don't have enough. Kiss my ass. Dame was pulling up from 65 left and right. Ball wasn't touching the net on a couple of them drones. Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum were on the same team, and they were trying to get the ball from each other. Yeah. Just running circles around the Sabonises and the and the marketings and all. And and did you see uh, Joker in the post game? Because you know, this game isn't made for guys like me. Because you know Joker got picked seventh, and they like Joker, two time MVP. You front runner for another MVP. The Nuggets got the best record in the NBA. You were picked seventh. Like, does that bother you at all? And he was like. This, I wouldn't pick me either. This game isn't made for me. <laughs> Did you see Kyrie tried to throw him a oop? Joker yeah. looked at him like, nigga, are you crazy? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Have you watched my game tape? <laughs> Have you seen me? Kyrie threw him a oop off the backboard. Joker just looked at him Yeah, the, like, the lean version of yeah. me has a seven-inch vertical. Real shit. But, like, even Luca, they just had Luca mic'd up running around because it's like you can't you, – you, you're not getting it off with them. Yeah. You know, and I realized it yesterday where it's just like, damn, Luca, Joker, Embiid, Giannis, skill-wise, Shea, that five is skill-wise. Who could match that? But it's like when you put LeBron, KD, Jason Tatum, Dane Lillard, and, like, maybe a Devin Booker or something or Steph Curry, it's just like, you know they jacking from 50, <laughs> nigga. Like, you, you got to get out there. They jacking from 50. You know, Steph Curry legit last year was shooting shots and turning around and running yeah. up the court. And yeah, shit that's, like that. that's done. That's over. <laughs> good, good play. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap. Like, so I'm thinking about it yesterday where I'm just like, damn, the European players, they don't have enough asshole in them, I don't know, to, like, hang with them. S- skill-wise, out through the roof. But fuck-you-wise, I'm not sure, yo. I'm really not sure. All in all, though, I thought people was complaining like it's the worst All Star game. I'm like, it was pretty entertaining. I thought it was. Hey man, I watched it. I watched pretty much. Uh, LeBron is every still, second of it up to the third, end of the third. LeBron throw threw the shit off the backboard to himself, quartered with this hand, and then and I'm just like, yo, that nigga been playing basketball 20 years. That nigga's 90. Insane that he's still. Able <laughs> I'm a to man. Do this. Yeah. I'm 40. I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. Um, last joint with the All Star game, Kareem had the same shit on from LeBron passing. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> weeks ago, and I'm like, yo, when old hands baby, get, pass me that jacket right oh, there. Hey, me my jacket, man. <laughs> 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 they was they was filling us at the Lakers game. We gonna run this back. Old hands.
players get to that point, they got two outfits. They got their regular everyday outfit and then they suit for, for funerals. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Kareem had the same exact shit on he had on at the fucking Joe last week in LA. Chris. Yeah, yeah, and my jeans, baby. Like, and the my dungarees. Jeans. And my jeans. Girl, the shit. boot cuts. They came. Did you see? Did you notice Malone and LeBron ran down the steps into the crowd? Kareem just turned like, all right, now, nah, all, right, all right, y'all went off the stage. All in all, I thought it was a good weekend. It was pretty cool. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was cool. I got I got no major complaints nah, around it. You know, what I'm um, you know, I hated Fat Joe's lays, but that's a whole nother story yeah. for another day. But yeah, overall, I mean, the NBA is you know they they get it. Right, mm-hmm. like more times than not. Like mm-hmm. they've got this all-star weekend figured out. They, they know fig- how to bring in the right balance of younger people, uh, established stars, uh, young NBA guys, G League guys. I will say this. They have figured out how to make their all-star game an actual thing. Whereas football in the Pro Bowl, hockey in their all-star situation, and baseball outside of the home run derby, no one really gives a no. fuck. And even the home run derby is like, we might tune in. Yeah, the NBA has got it to where the hoes care about the all-star yeah. weekend. Even if it's cold, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, hoes they don't get cold. They could do the all-star weekend in Bosnia. Them bitches is <laughs> They pulling up. Got uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last year in Cleveland, they was out that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like they, they, they figured out a way to encapsulate everything in and around their league to pull up and be there. The entertainers, the kids, the, the hoes, the, they, they've, they've done yeah, No matter how obscure the location. No, no, it don't matter. North Korea, <laughs> we, we, we got an up. agreement with Kim Jong. Yeah, 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 We're going to yeah. fly into South Korea and drive across the border. That's real. So I thought it was pretty cool. What else you got topic-wise? All right, man, uh, before we get into the rest of these topics... I said we got a sponsor today. Shout out to Warner Music's new podcast label, Interval Presents. Mm-hmm. Get ready to raise a glass and turn up the volume because Drink Champs is back, baby. Join host Nori and DJ EFN as they drink, laugh, and chat with some of the biggest names of hip-hop and pop culture with some of the most legendary guests like Derek Jeter, ASAP Rocky, and Kevin Hart. Drink Champs has got it all. Tune in and join the conversation with Drink Champs on the Interval Presents Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts at. Drink Champs is available. Shout out to Warner Music. Shout out to Interval. Check out this clip real quick from... The best of drink champs. We'll be what it good be, hopefully it's what it should be. This is your boy N-A-O-N-A-A. What up, is DJ E-F-N. And this drink champs motherfucking yappy hour. Make some noise! <laughs> we don't know if you know, our show is about giving people flowers. Our show is about making our legends feel proud, making our legends know that they legends. So many times in this game, when you got 10, 20, 30 years in this game, they want to say that you're old school. They want to say that you're washed up. They want to say that they kick you out. And we don't believe that over here. Not at we all. believe when you 20, 30 years in the game, you just getting seasoned. You just getting seasoned. You just getting 20, seasoned. 30, 40, so we want to give you your flowers to your face. To your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, this, Those are this, gold flowers. This is this is this is your flowers, man. You know what I mean? They last forever. This is from drink chefs. You know what I mean? Goddamn, make some noise. I own Death Row, so I do what the fuck I want to do. Oh. Let's stay right there. Hello. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Snoop. <laughs> I didn't have your number at this time. I got your number now. But I know you wanted to call me when I bought it. I, know. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted to call I you when I found out. They said, Snoop owns that fro. 
Sunkiss is in the studio and mm-hmm. the, the conversation ends up getting heated because we're like discussing should he be on the record should we take him off the record I don't know what happened Buster starts getting crazy he's like turning into the Buster Rhymes that we see on TV in the studio I'm like you know what <laughs> I need to get out. Am I on the record? I'm like, can I leave now? Like, it was just really, really crazy. So they ended up taking them off the record. The record ended up changing my life. It's a great record, which I recently found out. I didn't know that I had beef with Buster behind this record. Like, I didn't know. Oh, shit. You know what's crazy about um, the group is I could go to an all-hardcore hip-hop party to a place like Brazil. Right. Absolutely. I could go to a soft party the place like Brazil's. I go to an all-white party where literally it's only white people there. They're playing like Brazil's. I can go to any... Like, you guys are a universal group. Was that something that was calculated or was that something that was done by mistake? Organic. Organic. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Not by Organic. mistake, excuse me. Organic. Organic. Mm-hmm. We just did whatever the vibe was. What, what, what brung you there to say that you was about to quit? What, 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 was, what was that moment? I saw people who weren't as good as me making it. Right. So the niggas ain't like me. They ain't as good as me. Right. And you're not a hater. It's not you I'm being not a, a hater. hater. Nah, but I just, just know like, for Dad. a fact. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I compete for a living. Yeah. Them niggas ain't nice like me. Yeah. <laughs> but they at the top of the charts. Look at them niggas. I kill them niggas every night on stage. Mm-hmm. Niggas don't want no work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a hundred percenter. Right. Like most people don't know what that is in 2022. Uh-huh. I produce it, write it, sing it, perform it by myself. Talk that talk. Number that. one. I'm a hundred percenter. Yeah. Come on, Nori. For Pusha T's new Dixie <laughs> track towards Arby's. You saw Arby's shit because McDonald's jerk you back in the day. Oh, that shit is off the chain. So, we didn't even get that into that. Really that, good, man. that shit that is off the really, chain. That was really, really good. I'm really proud of that. But Arby's? No, yeah, it's yeah, I'm proud, yeah, proud of the all campaign. Actually. Right, right. Yeah, that I'm proud of it all. Because Steve Stout got y'all jerked back in the day. He didn't get us jerked, man. It was <laughs> nah, like gonna, 20 years old, bro. But um, <laughs> no, nah, nah, shout out to Stout though, because he, yeah, yeah. you know, he um, he brought me and my brother in on the "I'm Loving It" campaign. Right. We, talk, we talked about that. last drink champs. Yeah, we, we talked about it. Right. Right. And from those raps came the catchphrase "I'm loving it." I just learn from it. Like I try, I always try not to tell kids no. Because yeah. I always hear, think of this future story. Or future say he he met Scottie Pippen, and Scottie Pippen didn't want to give him a picture. So he fucked this bitch. So he fucked this bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked. The niggas better make sure y'all start taking every picture, nigga. She, she gonna come back and get you, man. It was a little funny because I was getting. <laughs> I was getting a little frustrated because, you know, like, I don't know I'm country or what, I don't know I have a whatever, you know, but I'm from Atlanta, I'm not from, like, right. at, at this time I told him, you know, like, look, you know, I'm not, like, a white boy from Detroit. Like, I <laughs> fucking have, like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm You fucking... told him this? Yeah, I told him that. <laughs> <laughs> you born and raised in the Bronx, I, though, right? No, I, I, no, I was born in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. I was born in Brooklyn. I come from Brains. I, was, I used to live in Waynesburg Projects. I used to live in uh, Farragut Projects. I used to Farragut. live in Bedford Avenue. Wow. Then I left uh, Brooklyn, and I moved to Manhattan for three years. Mm. Then I left Manhattan, and I moved to the Bronx. When I moved to the Bronx, that's when I got kicked and the name. 
No, he set me up now. He like, yo, you know we get ready to do some big boy drinks. This man, what you've done here, yes, please. I salute you, bro. Look at that. Look at this. Like, this shit right niggas. here. That's all big deal, niggas man. getting like, money. Yeah. That's like, my son over there. The, Come in here. The nigga with the wild hair over there. That's my son right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> my nigga son. With the wild hair. And he got a Rolex on, though, too. Let's be that's clear. what's up. Let's but but clear. you see what I said when I sat down? I said, damn, man. Yep. This shit is a real production. Like, yep. doing yep. them TV shows and shit. Yep. You know what I mean? From VH1. Yeah. I've witnessed real solid production. I know what a real production is. Right. Yeah. I come here and I see y'all brothers setting yeah. up. Oh. I see everything. I just want to salute y'all. Yeah. I wish I had another one. I'll give you your flowers. Nah, right nah, nah, that's your flowers today. You made a whole transition right. from doing the rap shit to this shit. Mm. And then you got everybody following you. Mm -hmm. So salute, brother. And everybody brother, doing podcasts now. Drink Champs is a Drink Champs LLC production in association with Interval Presents. Hosts and executive producers, N-O-R-E and D-J-E-F-N. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Please make sure to listen on Amazon Music. Just ask Alexa, play Drink Champs or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Drink Champs, hosted by yours truly, D-J-E-F-N and N-O-R-E. Please make sure to follow us on all our socials. That's at Drink Champs across all platforms. At the real Noriega on IG, at Noriega on Twitter. Mine is at Who's Crazy on IG, at DJEFN on Twitter. And most importantly, stay up to date with the latest releases, news, and merch by going to drinkchamps.com. We are back, Realist Podcast Ever. Shout out to Interval Presents. Shout out, um, shout out to Drink Champs, we, man. We get some meetings with Interval, you know what Yeah, I'm for sure. We, we had somebody put a call in for us a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Put a call in, man, uh, right on the spot with Dan on the phone. Heard him calling everything. He said, call back after such and such. They never called back. Yeah. <laughs> never called back. But uh, we are working that Interval angle, man. Uh, Red Radar Podcast is over there. Drink Champs is over there. A couple other shows, but... Uh, yeah, they're looking. They're heavily, heavily looking for talent, man, and they're uh, investing in the audio space mm -hmm. and you know getting behind a lot of different people in the uh, urban sphere. So yeah, shout out to Interval, shout out Warner Music, shout out to Drink Chance. Most importantly, hopefully y'all enjoyed that clip if y'all listen to it, uh, you know, on audio. And uh, yeah, so we got some more topics, man, that we mm -hmm. want to talk about here. Uh, big national topic that something that started locally that became national news right here in Philadelphia. Uh, Miles Pfeiffer. What the hell is that? 18-year-old kid from oh, Bucks kid? County. Okay, yeah, okay. this information's been released now. 18-year-old uh, white 
kid from Bucks County apparently went on a crime spree this past weekend over on Temple's campus, um, robbed a fellow student that we know about because that was captured on camera, might have did something else, and then ended up in a situation where he killed a Temple police officer and attempted to steal his gun or whatever in the in the process. The U.S. Marshals were dispatched on a whole manhunt looking for this young man and all of that, cross-triangulated his location and arrested him at his parents' Bucks County home. And now he is being basically charged with capital murder, um, murder of a police officer, and a bevy of other felonies or whatever. And it's a situation where this has, you know, like I said, it spread. It became national news. Mm -hmm. And it's like a situation where... I saw it today on the Apple News. Who you essentially, if you were profiling this, who you would have expected to have done this based on all the demographics, based on what happened, the situation around it, possibly would have been someone African-American. And it was completely opposite. And over time, I think that we will learn about his motivations and what happened and everything like that. Um, but as of right now, it's just a big, huge mystery. Nobody knows what the hell this kid was had going on, what he was going through, um, and if there was any type of drugs in play in the situation or anything like that. But this is like literally like some psychotic, worst-case scenario type of a situation. Yeah, um, I want to start off by saying rest in peace to Christopher Fitzgerald. That's the cop's name. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, definitely rest in peace to him. Uh, you know, prayers up to his family, friends, or whatever. I saw a lot of people who, like, knew him. You know, he's in he's around the community, North Philly or whatever. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I know everybody likes to scream fuck 12 and all this crazy-ass shit, but it's like, yo, the, the motherfucker was working. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Everybody deserves to go home, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of what you do for a living, as long as it's not, you know, like, shooting people and killing people, all that kind of crazy shit. But, like... I had such a problem with, like, the media handling of the shit. Absolutely. From the beginning, where it's like, they wouldn't show who it was. and they, you Yeah, know, show the back of his head. They were and... giving little clues and little, yeah, you see how I didn't even know his name. Because it's like, you yeah. know, you, if you just detached from it a little bit, you didn't get that in the first part. Whereas, like, had that been being you, it would have been, like, podcast, nut-ass podcast host. <laughs> 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 Dickhead podcast yeah, host. you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit would have been the first fucking joint on the, on the news and, and the headline. And um, apparently he was from, like, a real nice neighborhood or some yeah. shit, you know. So I, I, I'm just, I think we're all just kind of like, huh? Like, what happened? Yeah, it's that? baffling. It's and baffling. It, and, it's just, and until we get any sort of details around the situation, it's going to continue to be baffling because it seems very random in nature. Yeah. Um, and understanding uh, drug-induced behavior, it feels very, I smoke some PCP-ish. Yeah, yeah. And take I a just, hit of this. Yeah, take a hit of this. Ain't no afternoon after school special smoke, nigga. Like, yeah, and then some, it just turns into like some whole other shit. And then you come down off that high and you like, I did what, nigga? Yeah. yeah. It feels very, very like I, that. I've, I've, I've spoke with a couple people who work in these different situations and systems, whether it be in the courts, you know, in the in the jails, or whatever. And I've heard from a lot of people where these young boys will come into jail with like a double shooting, a murder, a double murder, triple shooting, all this shit. And when they come down off the jaw and then they like finally get their paperwork. Exactly. Like, <laughs> wait, what? I killed how many llamas? I was playing mad. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, yeah, that pill kicked in and you put that joystick down and came outside and you committed some mayhem. Yeah. That's a scary jaw. 
Last thing you want to do, like, being booked for murder already got to be, like, a lot. Yeah, let alone a cop murder. Or a murder you might not even fully remember yeah. or understand that 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 it happened. Like, killed the, I didn't kill no cop, nigga. I remember saying, hi. Huh? Making pork chops. That's a, that's a wild jump, but that shit happens a lot. You'd be surprised. Like, I'm not making that Yeah, up. no, that for real. That shit happens a lot. Motherfucker come down off that shit and realize they done did destroy the whole community, and then you like, damn. Yep. Like, you just in there. And it's just something to be said for, you know, the fact that uh, that particular region of the city has just been inundated with violent act after violent act for a long time. And uh, Somebody was like, yo, Temple got to move. I'm just like. Straight up. Like, (laughs) they're going to have to. I told Marv this a few months ago. I said, yo, it's going to come a point where niggas are not going to be able to travel up and down Broad Street without, like, a key card. There was a video I saw the other day of a guy getting attacked on Broad and Cecil B. Moore. Yeah. You see that? It looked like piranhas. Like, if you throw, like, some some chicken or something in the in the water, yeah. it looked, they, was, they was moving that fast. And I'm just like, man, like, that, they just outside doing anything. Yeah, just wreaking havoc. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, y'all are going to have to displace all the citizens that aren't Temple students. And, and close off that area and basically put an electric fence around that shit with key card access from Diamond Street uh, <laughs> from uh, about uh, 20th and Diamond <laughs> down to 10th access. and Diamond uh, down to Gerard. Like, you're going to have to just fence the shit off, man, because right. when you let the wild animals in that joint, it just turns into some whole other shit. Right. And then this situation being some unexplainable shit because it's like, yo... Why are you down here and what are you doing? Right, right. Apparently he was trying to steal a car or some shit like that. And that was the, you know, or he did steal a car. He, st- he No, he he robbed somebody and they was looking for him. He was trying yeah. to steal a car and that was when the confrontation happened. So I, I don't know. It just, it's just trash. Yeah, it's given I smoke some PCP. Yeah, heavy on the PCP vibes. So yeah, rest in nah, peace to the officer. What's his name? Christopher Fitzgerald. Christopher Fitzgerald. Rest in peace to the officer, man. Hopefully they get a swift, um, resolution to this situation, figure out exactly what the hell happened, and uh, we go ahead and send this kid where he needs to go, which is probably going to be ADX Supermax in Florence or some crazy shit like that. Or probation. That's a whole nother <laughs> Yeah, that's thing, also man. on the table. You know, because you got the lawyers, you got the, the influence as far as family, money, probably, and all this crazy ass shit, and it's just, it's just a sickness situation to think, like, you 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 doing this and you don't even have to do this. Yeah, that that's the weirdest part of it all. Are you just in this because of what? You know what I mean? Terrible situation. Yeah, man. Pray, prayers for the family. Um, Christopher Fitzgerald, man. It's a really really tragic situation. And uh, just prayers for that whole temple yeah. universe because. Yeah. It's just, it's going down down there. That yeah. shit is, like, remember when the hub of nonsense in Philly was, like, Germantown and Erie? Then it was, like, 52nd and Market for a little while. Temple University is bar none the center of all just nonsensical interaction in the city of Philadelphia right now for, like, the last year. Broadnawny is still up there. No, nah, for sure. Broadnawny's grandfather. Their grandfather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are the what are the biggest nonsense areas now? It's Broadnawny, Temple University, the glo- the clothespin. Oh, the clothespin. Fifteenth oh, Market. Fifteenth Market is some nonsense. Yeah, all you the get time. To the clothespin slash City Hall. Uh, where else? I'm trying to think. Biblos. <laughs> Biblos. 
<laughs> Definitely Biblos. Yeah, they took a nigga. Somebody t- took like took a nigga hostage outside of Biblos. White guy got robbed out there, Joan, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Took yeah, him yeah, hostage, yeah. took all his jewelry, took his car keys, like cuffed him or like zip tied him to like the light pole or some crazy shit like that. Have you been on 52nd Street recently? Thank God, no. I went, I was going to get some Jamaican food. And one thing I noticed coming up for the end, I, I went to go get a cut. So I'm coming like the whole 52nd Street. Yeah. Like woodland up that joint. And every red light you wait at on 52nd Street, there's somebody three or four cars back who just comes around and goes right <laughs> through the light. Every light. Yeah, usually in a uh, police issue 93 <laughs> to 98 Crown Victoria. <laughs> With the front windshield <laughs> bombed and the back windshield clear, <laughs> just so if the police get behind me, they don't know I'm bombed out and they can see in the wheel. I got the reverse bomb. I remember the first time I saw that shit, I screamed. I'm like, wait. So the front windshield bomb. Yo, having your windshield bomb with the back. Crazy. That's like some West Philly shit. That's the West Philly special right there. Yeah, I want my shit reverse bomb. Bomb be from the whip from the back windows around to the front. Leave the back, leave the back open. You know what I'm saying? That's funny as shit. <laughs> Crown Vic Black, the passenger door red. <laughs> <laughs> that shit got a battering ram on the grill. <laughs> Blasting some old meat from flamethrowers too. <laughs> shit crazy. <laughs> Flamethrowers too blasted. And a nigga not even on no bullshit. Nigga licensed to carry trying to get to work at AutoZone. (laughs) On 58th and Baltimore. (laughs) Yo, yo, bomb down windshield with a clear back window is insanity. That's how crazy motherfuckers are, yo. I remember the bomb shout, the bombed out windshield shit when it started. I was like, what's the purpose in this? I don't need nobody, you know what I mean? I want nobody looking in this joint. I'm like, you can't see out this <laughs> when you drop it. I didn't factor that in. I big ain't think that far, bitch. <laughs> I just don't want them looking in there. That's funny as shit. I remember a nigga I went to school with, he put two layers of 5% on all his windows. Oh, my God. I said, this, is a, this is a hearse. <laughs> I said, Why two you? layers of 5%. He put two layers of 5% on all his windows. No, this is a presidential motorcade now. (laughs) You can't see in or out. Oh, God. Like, oh, all of that to get $40 dick sucks in the back of the fucking school. Like, just doing stupid shit. That is hilarious, though. Oh, my God. Call me right now. But, yeah, I was on 52nd Street the other day, and it's just like motherfuckers are, like, flying through red lights up there. The boulevard, too. Oh, the boulevard. That's got to be on our nonsense list. Oh yeah, hell yeah. The bu- the the boulevard. You know what I think is crazy about the boulevard is they implemented all these speed cameras, right? To slow people down to 40 miles an hour to stop the unnecessary pedestrian deaths on the boulevard. And since they've implemented the cameras, there's been pedestrian deaths like every month. And I'm just like, it did nothing. Yeah, niggas just covered their license plates. Yo, it's crazy. I was coming back from up the jaw. I'm I'm on the boulevard. Dude flew past, like, like, I had to, like, get out of his way. And when he went past me, he was driving to Altima with a fucking piece of cardboard taped over his license plate. And I was just like, what the fuck was that? And then it hit me like, oh, the cameras can't see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 80 tickets. Like a flying track. <laughs> you don't know who to give these motherfuckers to. Shit crazy. These niggas have outsmarted us. 
Shit crazy. Give him a police license plate. Go go to the precinct. Yeah. Copy down a police license plate. Put put it on the cardboard. That shit crazy, <laughs> man. But uh, where was we at? I'm sorry. We, we with the uh, where was we at? Oh, we were done with we okay, were done. We done yeah, with that yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. What else we got? So, um, there are whispers in and around the fashion industry. Adidas is looking to bring back Kanye West. Oh man. Oh yeah. Like. Boy, Yeezy about to be back in the building. I saw that there CEO of Adidas get off the airplane. I didn't see him personally, but you know it's like I that, seen him because I seen him. I seen him because I seen him. Oh yeah. The uh when I saw the other day that Adidas lost like 1.3 billion dollars, I'm like, hey man. I celebrate it. Hey, man. I haven't worn any Adidas since the whole split because it's like, yo, as wrong as he was, he's still your cash cow. You, you know what's crazy? It makes me think of it. Did, did, you, did you ever get into Famous Amos uh, situation behind the cookies? A little bit. You know, it's a black guy. Yeah. Who started mm-hmm. it or whatever. So he started the cookies, homemade recipe, whatever, whatever, was making them homemade, selling them fresh, all that shit in California. Blew up, blew up. Long story short, it was him and Mrs. Fields, like blowing up in California, yeah. whatever, whatever. She decided she didn't want to franchise her store because she didn't want nobody fucking with her store. He Like, basically, she wanted to oversee all of them. She didn't want individual CEOs of the stores. He decided to actually go ahead and, like, license his shit to supermarkets and all this and the third. So he was making a bunch of money, but he didn't really have the understandings of how to run a business that big. So while he was growing at a rapid race, he didn't really know what he was doing. So he ended up, long story short, he sold his stake in the company to like a big cookie distributor. And his whole goal though at the beginning was like to get a wet, like not deal with none of them, like be some self-independent type thing. Yeah. So long story short, he gave up his control of the company, but they kept him on as like the face of it and, you know, COO and this, that, and the yeah. third. And he took a, 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 a decent chunk. It was like $2 million or whatever, which was a lot for the time. Yeah. But they changed the recipe in the cookie. And, you know, they became what we know them now as, like, the on-the-shelf hard cookies in the bag. And he didn't like that, so he left. When he left, they wound up selling the company for $60 million. He got none of it. So then the company that bought the shit for $60 million was like, yo, we need to get our sales were kind of the con. They had to get him back in the fold. And he came back in, and they was like, yeah, you know, we basically just need you to be the face and da-da-da-da-da, you know. like, fuck And he was like, man, fuck no, I'm I'm done with this shit. And they was like, what? Because he's like, those cookies y'all selling ain't my cookies. Like, that's not what I started at. Y'all changed the recipe. Y'all changed the whole design. So they went in and basically redesigned the shit and went back to something that was close to his. And he eventually got back in. And now the, the company's worth, like, it was it, last time it sold, sold for, like, $170 million and all this crazy. But it's a wild-ass story. But yeah. same John, where it's like, we X you out, but then we realize, like, man, we, we kind of need this nigga. this nigga, man. Like, this, <laughs> this is crazy. Apparently, the niggers love this nigga. Yeah. Even the white kids. Like, yeah. they're, they're going crazy about it. <laughs> Real shit. So, yeah, so it's like when when they cut ties with him, like I was like, okay, cool, we'll see how this how this pans out. And it's like they got they came to public pressure. There is a sentiment right now in um like the the white access media, which is get woke, go broke. Mm-hmm. When you succumb to the public pressure of whatever people being outraged and this and this, and listening to the voices of a loud minority, it will eventually deadpan your bottom line and what adidas had to learn is that y'all are not bigger than kanye nigga Mm -hmm. y'all ain't nothing but a conduit for getting his ideas out in the grand scheme of things we don't give a fuck about y'all 
Unless it's soccer cleats, we don't give a shit about Adidas, nigga. Yeah, maybe maybe a, a soccer jersey. Every maybe. Now and then. Maybe maybe a, a Beyonce item from Ivy Park. Hey, but guess what? That comes from the Kanye tree. The Ivy Park sales are down 50%. Are they? Yes. Mm. 50% because who the fuck wants to dress like an urban cowgirl every goddamn yeah. day? So it's like, once y'all, once you strip the mystique of this being some exclusive elite creator based like hub of uh, urban fashion and sportswear, everything goes down. Right. Pharrell shit, you basically can't sell it at this point. You know what I'm saying? When the last time you saw some human races that you was like, I gotta have them Jones. I ain't gonna hold you. I, like the first initial yellow and black Jones was it amazing. But once they got in the eighty-eight colorways of the, so Jones, it's like all right, y'all didn't cook. And this. I seen them on eBay for two hundred bucks. It's like ah, <laughs> oh, these are pretty much. So is that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? No matter how many Yeezys came out, they all held their value. Right. They all uh, one and a half to seven x, depending on what it was. <laughs> and he was getting to a point where. Everyone in America could get Yeezys on demand. Mm -hmm. The same way you used to be able to go in Foot Locker and get Jordans or get Air Force Ones or whatever, certain Yeezys you were just able to get on demand. They were getting close to that. And because y'all broached an agreement where y'all didn't want to give him his brick-and-mortar stores and all of that so that he could attack, be front-facing and attack retail, he went and blew up the fucking agreement mm -hmm. and forced y'all hand. So now when you come back, instead of me having 11% realty, now I need 89%, nigga, and y'all get 11 Because y'all need me. Y'all have faltered. Once niggas... Uh, and this is white corporate niggas, once they quarterly bonuses start getting canceled yeah. and they yachts got to go back and all of that and they can't buy the latest Richard Mill and all of that shit, then all of a sudden it's like, damn, we got to patch it up with this crazy yeah. nigga. And it goes to what I said months ago, which people told me, I oh, know nah, you tripping, bro, and this. And I'm like, yo, he's doing this shit on purpose. Sometimes you got to destroy and rebuild. Sometimes you got to torpedo the whole fucking mansion and rebuild that bitch. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. This agreement no longer satisfies me, my status or my level of influence or where I am at right now. With that in mind, if y'all aren't going to do the bare minimum and give me my 50 brick and mortar Yeezy stores, like you promised me, I'm going to tear this whole shit down. And that's what he did. He did a joint where it's like, yo, you ever been mad at your girl and you do some stupid shit and embarrass yourself to embarrass her? It's <laughs> kind of how most of these relationships <laughs> end on Instagram now. Yeah, it's like, I will, I will torpedo. Somebody the other day was like, yo, when y'all be like letting us in y'all business and trying to expose people, you know y'all be looking crazy yourselves. Because like, sis, what do you mean he don't wash up? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, real shit. Yeah. You mean he had gray hairs on his balls? Yeah. Like, what, what, what is this? Uh, so, yeah, so with that in mind, it's like, yo, y'all have over $1.3 in unsold Yeezy stock. You have an immeasurable, probably, amount of cash that's just lost in, in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the way of sales. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's like this. If I was Jay, not only would I renegotiate for a higher percentage in, in a royalty, I would make them issue a public apology to me. Yeah. yeah. 
it would go a little something like this. We here at Adidas would like to issue an apology to our brother Ye, uh, formerly known as Kanye West, for the fact that he was having a tumultuous mental health episode, and we failed to recognize that and get him the prerequisite help that he needed, and we abandoned ship on him. Uh, with that in mind, we would like to ratify this new lifetime partnership uh, with Ye, and he also now has three seats on the board at Adidas because without him, we can't feed our children. <laughs> <laughs> Have a blessed day. It would go a little something like that. We can't feed our children. Because you can't. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean. You can't. Without yay, all of you niggas get to go work at Sacconi. That's what the fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> you get to go work at Skechers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what happens. You motherfuckers be at kids when I get done with you. <laughs> yeah. And they just didn't understand. And it's like, yo, yeah. the more you fuck around, the more you find out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. instead of just, the, the whole thing was, we don't negotiate with terrorists. If we give him this, then who's to say, what's the next thing he's going to ask for? Da, da, da. Right, right, yeah, right. motherfucker. But have you ever heard of the Jordan rules? AKA, yeah. whatever Michael Jordan wants, he gets. Yeah. So when Yeezy jumps over the jump, man, now it's the Yeezy rules, nigga. Yeah. Whatever the fuck I say, just because y'all cutting the checks don't mean y'all in charge, nigga. Yeah. Y'all got that's, this shit fucked up. That's a bar. Yeah. You think you in charge. Yeah. You in control of somebody else's money right. because this is a publicly traded company. Right. So you think you in charge. You're faint. What you do almost call, you're feigning control. You think because you make so much money and you can tell these 92 people what to do over here and 44 people in this department and da, 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 you think you in charge. No, nigga, I'm in charge. Because when I stop producing merchandise for you motherfuckers, all of this shit stops. Yeah, we talking about a billion dollar loss. So I'm in charge, nigga. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, yeah. Get Oof. my famous Amos cookies, yeah. original recipe. yeah. And my fucking coffee and get the fuck out my way. Yeah, real shit. And where's my Adidas jet at, nigga? They would have to back up the Brinks truck. Yeah, yeah Hove got a Puma jet. I kind of need a. He don't even go to the office. Yeah. I need an Adidas jet. Need an Adidas jet, yeah. dog. You got Air Drake. <laughs> you got Air Drake and all the shit. I need an Adidas jet, dog. Yeah. I need a Yeezy jet powered yeah. by Adidas. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy to have a, a jet that looked like the Wave Runners? Like that design and <laughs> shit, that would be funny as hell. So yeah, so this made me smile. It was it was uh, not shocking. Uh, me and me and Sean, the creator, shout out Sean. We talked about it the other day, and it's just like, yo, we both said it months ago. We said it six months ago. We knew this moment would come. There, Sean, isn't he living in like Belize living in Brazil, or something like that? Yeah, he's opening up a business, Gringo Ice. That's what's up. Man. He's bringing water ice to Brazil. He looks Brazilian. He could pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's in grace. He is Brazilian now. Yeah. You know, like you ever say, say somebody move somewhere and become become from there? Like you have a friend, they live in your neighborhood, then they like move to Detroit. Now they wearing buffs and shit like that. Like they <laughs> they from Detroit now. That nigga's from Brazil now. Yeah. Like this nigga guy is he's he is Google Translate. Yeah. That's decent. Living a great life, man. He basically looked and said, Yeah, this is this shit is trash. I'm out of here. And he, you know, uprooted himself and created an economy around what he wanted what he wanted to do and how he wanted to live in a abroad. That's decent. Now he's tearing it up in South America. Yeah. Living a great life, man. But yeah, 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 I'd said it before. Yeah, he's not finished. He's not even close to finish. No, 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 no. He's actually just getting started. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> more Yeezys are coming, more. Yeah, it's just the the influence on on the culture alone. It's so much value in it. That shit is like a a, a diamond mine. Like it's just yeah. they're they're all you gotta do is go in there. It's never gonna stop. 
Yep. You look at Pharrell just got the, the situation with Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. You look at Virgil before with Louis Vuitton. You look at what's happened with Kith. You look at all of this shit is like he's within that wheelhouse of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like the way they don't stop and they keep going and these things, Ronnie Five got this and he got that. And it, it's, yeah, they're talking about Martine Rose, um, who's a black woman getting one of these big fashion uh, head, you mm-hmm. know, uh, jobs as a head of menswear somewhere and stuff like that. Like it's never been a better time to be a black creative. Right. Period. And when you have the level of influence and you are able to show that you can move product in mass, right. anybody is dying to partner with you, even if the optics of it look bad. Mm-hmm. We'll do what we can to clean up the optics because at the end of the day, people want to make fucking money. Yeah, they the optics. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it is what it is, man. So <clears throat> shout out to Yay. I hope they rectify that partnership and you get a big, giant bag of money. Yep. And a Yeezy Jet. What else you got? Uh, Paul Pierce, man. Uh, <laughs> some spooky news. Paul Pierce forking over $1.4 million after alleged improper crypto promos. The Securities and Exchange Commission announced the settlement on Friday after it charged the former Celtics forward over the way he promoted and spoke about Emacs tokens on his Twitter account. According to the SEC, Pierce touted the Ethereum Max products without disclosing the payment he received for the promotion. It also said Pierce made false and misleading promotional statements about the product as well. Specifically, the SEC said Pierce was paid more than 244000 to promote the items while claiming he tweeted an image of a bank account with large figures despite his account having a significantly lower total. This is just dumb. A lot of people got jammed up with these improper crypto promos and mm-hmm. all of that shit from the smallest, most forgettable star like Little Pump all the way up to Kim Kardashian. Right. The thing with Kim Kardashian is as soon as she start looking crazy, how much I need to pay? She just paid it. Yeah. Like, just off the rip. Uh, because what was happening was a lot of these people were getting sucked in with these new crypto tokens that weren't backed by anything. Oh, it's on a blockchain, or it's backed by yeah. Ethereum, or whatever, whatever. And then that was enough. How much y'all paying? Are we paying this? But they were all pumping dumps. Right. And the whole thing was to build the value of it and then extract all of the bread out when it was at maximum, uh, you know, maximum user base or whatever the case may be, and then disappear. And, you know, motherfuckers coming out with SMD coin, suck my dick coin and all kind of (laughs) shit. And it's just like, yo, you put your bread in this shit. It's just like, yo, you just giving money away. And it's like people, you know, as anything with life, people will see an opportunity in something, the legitimate opportunity. And it's like, yo, instead of taking the time to actually build like out a real coin, why don't I just pay some pennies to build out the profile of a real coin, mm-hmm. not actually back it by anything and just steal the money. Yeah, it's on some, the blockchain. Right. It's untraceable. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. I'm just going to take this bread. To back this shit and just go ahead. This is this is more as, this is legitimate as, I, as it yeah, can get. Yeah. yeah. David Akers fuck with this coin. Why don't you fuck with this <laughs> exactly. coin? Just anything. Or Tom Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, stupid shit. So yeah, man. Shout out to Paul Pierce. So yeah, you get paid two forty four. You don't. This is when they, when they say all money isn't good money. This is what they talking about. Yep. You get paid two hundred and forty four thousand uh, to do a promotion. You end up getting banged by the SEC for one point four million. You negative one point one six million or whatever the, the hell. The SEC like. banging niggas for like lying about crypto returns is just funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> like. But that's how scattered we've gotten when it comes yeah. to like this shit, this uh, entertainment shit now. Yeah, I'm just taking any check. Get the bag, culture. I'm just taking any check to come the fuck in. Yep. Hashtag we are fried. Hashtag we are fried. 
Where we at time was? Uh, we probably about an hour and a half in. Okay, okay. Yeah, hour and twenty, hour and a half. So uh, another big topic that's circulating around the internet is uh, there's a three hour and fifty minute video that got leaked uh, through the Freedom of Information Act. Somebody, some concerned citizen, went and uh, subpoenaed the state of Georgia and got the interrogation video from YS from a guy now being referred to as YSL Woody's uh, interrogation. Uh, which there's also now being said that there's another nine-hour interrogation video also where basically he's telling on everybody. Mm -hmm. He's telling on his gang. He's telling on YFN. He's telling on any crime that ever happened in, like, the history (laughs) of Georgia. He's telling on this shit for 12, almost 13 hours. And it's one of them things where it's, like, literally in the video, it's like it's it's a cautionary tale to any young man that's being misled by gang culture and street culture, that's like, this is what comes with this shit. You're going to disgrace yourself. You're going to get involved in some shit that's over your head that you're not really prepared for or able right. to deal with. And you're going to end up on a damn police surveillance video that's going to come out to the internet at some point, And you're going to be like, I ain't even built like that, dog. When the shit get crazy, I just dip. I just get out of Dodge. I don't even want to deal with that shit. Like, I'm tired of getting shot at. Like, yeah. because eventually niggas get tired of getting shot at, niggas get tired of getting shot, and more most importantly, niggas get tired of going to jail. Yep. And I've seen the most solid of niggas crumble just for the simple fact of I got tired of going to jail, dog. Yeah. Like, that shit is old and late. I'm out here, I'm making money, I'm fucking these hoes. I just came back from Barbados and said I just seen Rihanna cousin. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to go back to jail with these niggas and sleep on a slice of toast, man. Like, <laughs> this is not what it is. Slice of toast is always fucking funny. And that's just what it usually comes down to, man. Like, motherfuckers just end up just tapping out and just waving a white flag, and it's always the people that you least expect. The niggas that's out here doing the shoot 'em up bang shit and all of that, they will tell because they know. It's like, all right, cool, if I tell and I manipulate these these feds or these police to believe what I'm saying and I get the judge to give me, like, a suspended sentence or some bullshit or just let me walk free completely, my default when I get back on the street is I shoot niggas. Yeah. So I'll just shoot you if you call me a rat. Yeah, real shit. It's a weird, 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 like, gumbo. Yeah, because people, a lot of people now, right, because the streets and the internet are so intertwined with one another, people will confuse somebody with cooperating or telling or whatever that that automatically means, like, they a bitch or a coward. And it's like, no, some of these niggas are stone-cold killers. They just don't feel like going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll kill your mother on television. Like, they just don't want to go to jail anymore. And, you know, with that in mind, it's like, that's why he's cooperating. It ain't because he's scared or afraid. Right. It's just like, no, fuck y'all. What y'all going to do to me? Y'all, not, y'all ain't no killers. I'm going to tell on you niggas. Let y'all go to jail. And I'm going to be back on the streets. And people still going to fuck with me. The hoes are still going to come kick it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I'll blow one of you niggas' heads off. Now what? Simple. So this is very simple. This is very it's a very straightforward very transaction. Simple. It's a very simple procedure. <laughs> hey, don't get don't get it confused, cuz. No, that's real. That's real. The um, it seems like every day there's a new YSL member. Yo, who, it's YSL. I told yo, y'all. Yo, it's insane. Yo, it's like every day. It's like, well, listen to YSL Carlos tell us about <laughs> you. Like, who is this guy? You remember when we initially did the first Rico Mania episode and we went through the drawing and we found the one nigga and I'm like, yo, this nigga's name is not nowhere in the indictment, but he's in a newspaper clipping mm-hmm. as he was being there. And then even when they mentioned it in court, they like, yeah, it was you and Young Thug in the in the gunner joint. It was you and Young Thug in the car and uh, he had a bunch of shit and it wasn't yours so it was his right yes ma'am like they don't even mention the third nigga like he's completely disappeared from yeah. the pantheon of all of this criminal activity this shit is weird and he was charged with the same shit thug was charged with you know what i'm yeah. saying like these are the tellingest niggas in the history of earth yeah 
These niggas have told more than Sammy the Bull. Yeah. Yeah, all bad. It's crazy. All bad. All terrible. It's crazy, man. Like, I don't understand this stuff, yo. I really don't. But, you know, this is why, you know, I stay far away from the streets. I don't want none of that. I'm an old man trying to yeah. live to be an older man. I don't want yeah, no smoke, guys. Talk. You got it. You're trying to explain that to people. Like, at a certain point, you just, like, you evolve past certain shit. Yeah, you don't even want certain dramas. tapped out. I'm cool. Mm. I don't even want to be associated with certain things. I told y'all, man, on this show, I was like, once upon a time, not that long ago, the the, the niggas I was hanging with on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, stone cold killers, mm-hmm. murderers. And I'm just like, what am I doing around these niggas? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They cool, they fun, they a good time. You know what I mean? But, yeah, no thank you. No thank you, man. It's, it's like PBM Louis says, it's like, man, if you ain't a murderer, what are you doing with these murderers? Yeah, real shit. I had to recognize that and check myself and get far away from these from these characters. Uh, apparently six nines got ten million dollars in cash. Congratulations to him, whatever that means. That. Anything, <laughs> anything of importance over there? Uh, no. <laughs> Where are your notes at? Anything? Are we done? No, we ain't done. We can't be done. Can't do less than an hour and a half. Nigga snitched so hard he had to check his pulse. This is hilarious, man. Uh, this is it right here. I said, damn, I've been doing a lot of telling. And who is that? YSL oh, Woody. <laughs> yeah, that's the pull. Yeah, it's wild out here, man. It's wild. Uh, Dan, you got anything else we could throw in this show, man? Yeah, see, yeah, even Worldstar promoting the Jones with Ye going back, like oh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this, this is about to take shape. Once Worldstar or TMZ promoted, it's pretty much uh, laid in stone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Roots Picnic. Oh yeah, picnic. I'm tripping. Root, oh wait, Roots, Roots picnic. picnic. Yeah. Roots Picnic announcement, man. Uh, shout out to Live Nation Urban, Live Nation Philly. I really like the lineup. Uh, the lineup is excellent. I, I like. I'm like. I, uh, yeah, today Live Nation Urban and the Roost Picnic announced uh, the 94th annual Roost Picnic. No, it's not the 94th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> going down June 2nd to June 4th uh, at Philadelphia at the Man in Fairmount Park. Shout out to West Philadelphia, uh, Mr. Fourth District's Congressional District, Miss um, Lauren Hill. Uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Midge Education of Lauren Hill. I hope she shows up. Yeah, I was, I was saying earlier, like, I hope she's actually, you know, because you know day of. She's like, yo, y'all <laughs> fucking with the roof show now? Like, sis, you headlining. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Y'all crazy. Uh, <laughs> y'all crazy. Uh, Diddy and the Roots performing together. I'm sure they're going to be going through his whole discography. That should be interesting. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Friday Night Comedy at Wells Fargo Center. Okay. So now they've expanded the Roots Picnic to three days. Yeah, two, three, was, four. Yeah, it was two two days before. Now it's three mm-hmm. days. Uh, you got Lil Uzi Vert also uh, is a co-headliner. And then you got, check out this lineup. Ari Lennox, City Girls, Maverick City, DJ Drama, Saucy Santana, Uncle Waffles, Lucky Day, Sid, Glorilla, 
I love Glorilla so much. Uh, J. <gasps> Period live mixtape with Black Thought, Eve, Busta Rhymes. Y'all got Eve out of retirement. Yeah. Eve, Busta Rhymes. Uh, you got Division, uh, Kindred, The Family Soul, Spinall, uh, Soul Quarians, Icon set with the Isley Brothers and Roy Ayers. Adam Blackstone with special guests Mary Mary and Coco Jones. Uh, Coco Jones is definitely on the P on me list for sure, for sure. In case y'all don't know who she is. Uh, Janelle, oh yeah, new update, new entries to the P on me list. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet is on the list. If y'all have not seen a Glass Onion on Netflix, Janelle Monet, number one, she's a phenomenal actress. Number two, she looks so goddamn good with that blonde hair. Yeah. And the words of Kevin Gates, it's just something uh, about a bitch with blonde hair. It just make me want to Put my dick in your face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah she uh, looks she look real good in there. Yeah. Um, love that blonde. Uh, we also got uh, Baller Alert presents Go Go, Rare Essence, and Backyard Band. That's interesting because Baller Alert actually originated from mm-hmm. DC. DC. Yeah, when the for those who don't know the history of Baller Alert, it was basically when Michael Jordan became part of the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Baller Alert was basically a service to tell people when and where Michael Jordan was going to be mm-hmm. at. and other ballers because him and Juanita were freshly divorced. Right. So it was like, yo, Michael Jordan going to be at Love tonight. Right. Michael Jordan going to be at Park. <laughs> like that was the whole point of Baller yeah. Alert. So to see them yeah. to still be around twenty years later is hilarious. Michael Jordan's at Michael Jordan at Boscov's <laughs> buying jeans. <laughs> Pull up, big buy, ass jeans, big ass jeans at Boscov's. Pull up there. Uh, they have a state property reunion: Benny Siegel, Freeway, Young Guns, PD Crack, Oskino, and Sparks. It's a state property reunion every week. I'm supposed to say I don't want to be that guy, but there's a state property reunion next Saturday, next Saturday at uh, the Fillmore. <laughs> I don't know if y'all them. got the memo. Yeah. Uh, little brother, Yusef Davis experience, Simba. Friday, shout out, shout out Friday. Turns out Rob was absolutely right with what he was saying the other day. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Uh, Mike Phillips, Rocky, DJ Diamond Cuts, DJ Active, Dapper. The female rapper Rocky? Yeah. She can rap her ass She can off. super rap. Yeah, I like her. She can uh, rap like Dapper, formerly Puda Dapper from Philly. He's super dope. Uh, a Ken, Anaj, and NU Tech. And then you got the podcast stage. Before, no Robert Glasper. No Robert Glasper. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> no Robert Glasper. Before. No Robert Glasper. Before y'all tear it down and bombard us and them can I, can, can you, with commentary. Can, can we stop real quick and just, can you hit me with the applause real quick? Salute Mona. Definitely don't, salute Don't call Mona. me white girl for making the stage. Salute the office. Making a stage. Hell yeah! I woke up this morning to some nonsense already, and I'm just like, yo, you, you go, you go. All right. Before y'all bombard the roots, Live Nation, Urban, and more importantly, us. Yes. With all of this shit, we knew we weren't on because nobody hit us up. Dog. So it's not a surprise. Uh, They announced this show around this time every single year, and then number two. We don't care. Like, yo, at like, the end of the day, yo, it's a podcast stage and there are podcasts going on. I don't understand why. Like, and this is the most annoying part. We've done the shit. We've did. I, I, yes. like, I don't want to have to do this every year for like the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do this. Salute everyone who is actually going to be a part of this one and go on with your day. Yeah. End of the day, and I'm going to just go ahead and say it, million dollars worth of game not on this shit this year. No. I, 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 I got that one early. Then they hate I'm like, No, nigga. <laughs> this is not what's going on. This is on. not that. 
It's not that. This is straight Live Nation. This is Live Nation Dream Urban. Dream not going to be there. Horrible Decisions not going to be there. The Reed ain't going to be there. It's a like slap rocking. It's a lot of different joints yeah. that just ain't. Salute the people who are on there and stop doing this shit. Yes, please. So running through the lineup, Charlemagne the God. Off the record with DJ Academics. Lip service with Angela Yee. Questlove Supreme, which is a given. Uh, Don't Call Me White Girl. People's Party with Talib Kweli. Poor Minds. Trap Nerds. The Office. Love and Grit. Tickets available at theroostpicnic.com. We're over here we're we're over here shouting the shit out and basically giving it free promo. It's like no one is I, I hey, don't man. understand. At the this. end of the day, I think I want to establish something, right? The end of the day, TRPE gonna be TRPE regardless. We have worked very hard to create our own economy in and around this show. Um, we have a very loyal Patreon following. We have a very loyal merch buying customers. We have very loyal uh, live ticket customer. And it's not just in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like This is not just like a regional thing. And, you know, I check our numbers every day pretty much. Um, I see listeners in Illinois, in California, in Texas, in Maryland, in the Carolinas, in Georgia, in Florida. Literally, everywhere there are people at in this country, that have a pulse and it's not just livestock living there. Mm-hmm. We have some form of traction. Some we have big traction. Some we have a less, we have small traction, but people know who the hell TRP P R and what are we called again? TRPE okay. R and not just that we've been broadcasting over 79 countries. So let's give it up for us for that. With that in mind, I don't want it to be customary where every year, oh. Dog. When we when this lineup comes out, if we're not on it, that people have a bitch fit. Like, because true story, Chad hit me this morning. Like, how you feeling? I'm like, nigga, Tatum was plus nine hundred <laughs> last night. We good. I should have hammered this. Yeah, we 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 all just like. I didn't think I didn't think twice about it. It was once people started, I realized that people were messaging me, and it's, it's yeah. the asshole part of the DM. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And I, I and then Stick, shout out to Six, he had posted it, and I commented, I was like, "Yo, congrats, cuz I'm happy for y'all." And he was just like, "Yo, thanks, bro, I appreciate it." And I'm just like, "Yeah, you know, we just started having a conversation or yeah. whatever." And he just like, "Yeah, you know," and I'm like, "It's annoying because it's like one." Me and you have sat on this show now for what is this two eighty? What are we at show us? Uh, I don't fucking know. It's like closer to closer to two fifty, two two sixty, whatever. Two hundred sixty weeks, two hundred sixty episodes of this. Another hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty episodes of Patreon. We no one hundred and eighty five. Eighty five. I said oh, right. one hundred and eighty five episodes of Patreon. We literally four five hundred episodes in of what we do. We six years in, and I'm gonna just be all the way live. I can't ever remember a moment where we sat here and dissed another pat platform or another entity or another creative. I don't remember that. Yeah. I personally don't remember it. From the small ones to the big ones. You've heard me on multiple occasions. Shout them out. Shout out Slab. Shout out Brian Amber. Shout out this. Shout out Steph Fox. Shout out Million Dollars River Game. Shout out Wallow. Shout out this person, that person, this person, that person, that person. You, it, I, I personally can't ever remember a time where I said anything. Yeah. About it. Because that, one, that's just not my nature. That's not my character. That's not who I am. I don't remember you doing the shit. So it just, at times, it'd be like blowing me a little bit where any little thing that happens, people will try to turn it or spin it into a negative. And I had to tell somebody this morning, I'm like, yo, did you hit them and congratulate them yet? No. Or did you come right here with this? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I just to update, I just looked, I'm still on scene <laughs> from, from that. 
Because it's like when people don't have no type of back and forth, and I've realized this in the last couple of weeks, it's certain people I'm not even responding to or talking to because I've realized like, damn, this bitch is really just in the middle trying to stir up shit. Mm-hmm. Or this nigga is over here just trying to get a reaction. for, the, And it's just like, yo, y'all going to make me tie you to a truck and drive through <laughs> old cities, them cobblestone streets. It's like, dog, let's stop all, like, like exactly what Smart said. Five fingers versus fists. Yeah. Let's just all try fucking. Let's just do that for the next 12 months. Let's just all try fucking with each other and see where that get us. Yeah. Because I swear to God, yo, at the end of the day, I had everybody over my house Friday night, right? I had everybody over my house Saturday night. Not one time did, and we had a full-blown conversation Friday night about verticals with this show. Shout out to Kev. We had a real good conversation about going into another business arena and this and the third. Swear to God, not one time did we like, no, what we're going to do is we're going to crush these other motherfuckers. <laughs> it's never that. So I, it just, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like kind of mind-blowing at times that it's like, how do y'all only see this? Yeah. And for people who sit up here and just try to give themselves, like I've cried on this show. For you to just like open yourself up enough to where you emotionally stable to really tell you about your lows, tell you about your highs, express what you're going through, express family shit, express friend shit, tell you about what the progression of life. That's what we've done. Straight like up. we've literally sat up here and 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 through it all. And I'm going there. When Wallow got his initial, when they got their initial deal with Barstool, we saluted them niggas. When Wallow got his deal with YouTube, we saluted the nigga. We gave Wallow a fucking nomination for Man of the Year on this goddamn show. Yeah, when Wallow went through that situation with Doce or whatever, we covered it, posted it, talked about it, told people to go spam their comments, the whole thing, because we we stand with them. So it's like, for me personally, I'm just kind of sick of this negative cloud coming over urban podcasting. Because I swear to God, these unurban podcasts, it don't happen like that. No. It's not. It's just not going on, and it needs to end, and it's just like, dog... Let's just salute each other. This ain't no competition. This ain't no race. Me and you are going to do what me and you do. I've just kind of accepted that. It's just the way it go. Yeah. We six years in, we getting bigger. We get, It's just what it is. This is what we do. If you like it, you like it. If you love it, you love it. If you don't, that's okay. Yeah. Because it's a lot of shit that go on that I don't like, but I don't go out of my way to slander it or talk ill on it. I just don't like it. And here's the thing. We've, we've, transitioned from just being podcasters which is strictly an audio medium to being real deal content creators we have so much traction via video and social media and all of that to the point where i just know how traction compounds a year from now we're going to have a whole economy around this show like whatever we have now it's going to this is going to be a million dollar operation in a year from now just looking at the way that traction and all of that compounds and where we are on YouTube about to be at 10,000 subs where we are at TikTok about to be at 10,000 followers and all of that we're going to look up a year from now and have 120,000 subs on YouTube 150,000 followers on TikTok and there's going to be so much money that flows through all of this it's going to be like yeah like who cares because at the end of the day if you're doing business and your goal is to make money. You got to stay the course and focus on what you're focused on. And shout out to the Roost Picnic. But at the end of the day, last time I checked, the Roost Picnic don't really pay shit for the most part. Like, there's economy around it. But it's like, yo, when you a podcaster and they feel like they doing you a favor, like, it ain't really no bread there. So it's like, for us, you know, we produce our own shows. We've intentionally removed ourselves from the Live Nation um 
ecosystem of doing shows and stuff like that because we feel like the like the splits ain't fair. And it's like, yo, we overcharging niggas for what they did to the Cold Crush, man. We just did a live show that produced like forty something thousand dollars in revenue between what we what we what we generated and what the house took in and all of that. Like, this is big business that we do around this show. You know what I'm saying? And it's like unless we're going to get some sort of preferential treatment or whatever, or some sort of top billing to be able to select our slot and 20 guest passes and all of that, we wasn't really interested to begin with. So it's like, I don't want y'all to take up a cause that we don't even care about. It's kind of more so what I'm thinking. No, I mean, I, I'm in that same joint. I, I just think that it's, it's one of them things where it's like, I don't get why it's always a rush to, some negative shit. Yeah, because when controversy we, sells. Right, but but it but this is the crazy part. It's not even people selling it. It's the, the you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, not trying to be funny, and especially when it comes to like uh uh all, we got a fucking sold out show with these niggas in Brooklyn. We did. That's a fact. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, no bullshit. I talk to sticks like a lot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like it to me, it just is like it's just a strange zone where I'm just like, I don't know. Like I'm I'm just at the point where if it ain't positive with what you coming to me with, how about just don't come to me? Because I and you know, I'm I'm just over here just trying to be like positive. Louisville's playing Duke tonight. You know what I'm saying? The line is 18 and a half. I I wanna take Louisville, even though their record ain't that strong. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I just, and that's what I, I told Sticks earlier when he was talking. I'm like, I'll just be over here sport betting and going to sleep. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's all the fuck I be doing. And, and it's like, yo, I, I'm going to go to Costco today. I'm going to keep it a buck. I feel like they got they got it right. And here go the crazy part. I literally said, no bullshit. When I seen the Jones, somebody sent this to me. was like, yo, how you feel about this? You know what I said? I was like, I put flame emojis. was like, I might fuck with it this year. He was yeah. just like, oh, damn, for real? I'm like... What did you expect yeah, me to tripping? Like, this is going to be pretty decent. The one omission from the podcast list that should absolutely be out there, and I don't know these guys. I don't have a, a dog in the race at all. Lear and Lionel mm. are tearing shit up. In their world of that, you know, uh, relationship, dating, sex podcast thing, as well, for being men, they have made amazing strides and have a huge following of people and they sold out the main room in um, City Winery, which is like 387 tickets or something like that. Like, they're a big deal. And for them to not get recognized for all of the work that they did the last year, that kind of caught me more so than us. Mm. Like, when it comes to us, we've already accepted, like, we're underground kings. It is what it is. Like, we got our own thing going on. We got our own ethic of how we source and pull guests and all of that shit. And now that we figured out content creation and chopping up clips and all of that, can't nobody really fuck with us. So it's like, if y'all don't recognize us, we ain't even tripping at this point because we know what we're doing and more important where we're headed. Right. But I'm more so looking at it on a OG, on a podfather standpoint of like, people like Lear and Lionel need to be recognized. And for y'all to not recognize them, that bothers me more than y'all not putting us on the show. Because like you said, we've done it before. And that, and, and and to put a bow on the joint at the end of the day, I, what Tyrese say, what more do you want from me? Like, what the fuck am I, I, if I've done it already, what am I supposed to be like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say or do. I, it just, it, it'd be mind blowing. And it's to the point where like last year I didn't really have much to say. And I kind of just like let people. Last do. year, I'm going to keep it a buck. Here's the difference between this year and last year. Last year, we were in the Live Nation system. We were doing a good amount of shows with Live Nation. We had just did a show. You're looking at it from like a business. Standpoint. I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. Right, right, like right. I'm in the building. I'm in the, I'm in the infrastructure. I'm in the skyscraper. You know what type of numbers I'm putting up. How do you exclude me? If y'all goal is to move tickets and draw up attention to this thing, if I've been able to show a propensity to constantly sell 200 to 300 tickets in your buildings, how don't you want me to be a part of this bigger thing where y'all got to sell 15,000 tickets? Because every ticket counts. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's where I was coming from. Just like, yo, this kind of looks strange. The fact that like, I just did a show with y'all, not to mention my prior show. And I had a whole slate of shows signed up with y'all before COVID hit. And we had brands, uh, a part of our shit, Crown Royal and Southern Wine and Spirits and this and this and this. And I know for a fact, most of y'all comedy shows aren't coming that buttoned up and and put together. So how is it that you don't want us a part of this thing? Uh, in favor of a lot of the shows that they selected last year. That lineup last year was bullshit. I ain't going to hold y'all. I'm going to just call a spade a spade. <laughs> that lineup was bullshit. A lot of them shows are finished. They don't, they're don't. they not even doing the show no more. Like, let's just call it what the fuck it is. So it's like, the lineup last year was bullshit. Kudos. Y'all got it right this year. I have no complaints yeah. other than y'all should have put Lear and Lionel on the show. That's all I got. Yeah, I, no bullshit. I'm probably going to it this year. Yeah, I feel. Like, I'm just I feel it no you. way I, about. I, this. I felt no. Yeah, I was like, this joint actually looked decent. I was like, this look hot. And you, no bullshit. He was like, damn word. And I'm like, hey, nigga, did you look at it before <laughs> you sent it to? Me? I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yo, I, I see now why hoes be turning their comments off. And, I, and I'm not showing titties. But I can understand <laughs> it because y'all are annoying. You know what I'm saying? So salute to everybody, man, who's on it. Um. I hope Lauren Hill's on time because it would suck to go out Fuck there. on time. I hope she shows up. Yeah, like, She's on time. Well, I mean, That's hey, the least of your worries. I'm wishful thinking. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, it should be a dope couple of days. It's, it's three days. It's three days, man. They got a Dave Chappelle headlining a comedy show Friday at Wells Fargo. And then they got the Roost Picnic at the man the following two days. Yo, real quick. Can we talk about the ticket prices Bruh. that are going on Bruh. in like Bruh. Earth right now, Yo, no bullshit. Did you see these Lil Wayne resale wait, tickets? Wait, wait, wait. So I want to take my girl to see Beyonce. Already, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself like... Yo, I know these tickets gonna be like two grand. Like, yeah, that's what I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. Tickets gonna be like two, three grand. I've seen tickets that are more than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Four thousand, forty five hundred, forty six hundred. I'm just like, all right. So Beyonce might be out. So I'm like, you know what? Lil Wayne is coming. She like Lil Wayne. I fucked with Weezy. I'm like, we can go see Wayne. Standing in Lil Wayne is seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Standing. If you want a chair, sixteen hundred. That's just a chair. That's four legs with a back. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We at sixteen hundred. I'm like, you know what? She likes scissor. Scissor hot. You know what I'm saying? Scissor coming. I'm, I'm gonna go <laughs> look at the scissor tickets. First row of the one hundred at scissor is six fifty. Six hundred and fifty dollars for scissor. Ugh. I'm like, yo, we are going to have to go to the tower of 69th Street. <laughs> To see the Dells. Like, this is fucking crazy. It's bad, man. Everybody. Yo, at this point, and and, and I don't even know if it's the we trying to make up for lost time shit with COVID or whatever the fuck. But it's like, yo, at this juncture, these motherfuckers, when it come to live performances, 
are just taxing because they can. Yeah, for sure. They're just trying shit because they can. There is going to be a situation in the next 24 months. I understand the price of chicken going up. Because it's like if the chickens ain't <laughs> out there, the chicken, you know what I'm saying? The chicken the, is the chicken. The demand for the chicken is the demand. <laughs> if the supply ain't out there, I get it. Mm-hmm. The same way weed and cocaine fluctuates. Coke price go up and down like it's Wall Street homes. I get that. Y'all ain't running out of performances. In oh. fact, how crazy is this? Have you seen, remember I was like, Beyonce added a second show to some cities? Beyonce done did what? She added a third, third show, show yeah. to some cities. Which was always already in the plans. She got a third show in Atlanta. Mercedes hold 80,000. You mean to tell me on a weekend where you're going to get 80, then 160, then 240. 240. A quarter of a million people in this building. Can't nobody get Can't a ticket for regular price. <laughs> it's unbelievable, yo. Dog, there's going to be a situation, mark my words, in the next 24 months where not only Ticketmaster, but Live Nation are going to be brought before the Senate and made to answer for colluding against the marketplace Bruh. with these tickets. I said Ticketmaster going to fuck around and get indicted behind this shit. Like, it, it's, it's unbelievable, oh, ain't no dog. It's, it's going to happen. Then you, you get a ticket that's $650. By the time you pay the ticket out, it's $722. And yep. you're like, well, what the fuck? Processing fee, service fee. How the fuck is the processing fee not the service fee? The service oh, that's two different process. fees, bruh. Oh, that's our credit card capture right there. The service is us allowing you to buy, come on our platform and buy tickets. Oh, Once they allowed these motherfuckers to control the full sphere of the ticket selling process, yeah. meaning you can buy legitimate tickets from us firsthand at, re- at face value wow. and resell tickets on the same platform, it completely skews the argument. Like, how because who's to say that we don't just release 4% of the tickets and hold the rest and then put the rest up immediately for verified resell tickets? Dog. Who's you don't know say? who it's coming from. You don't know who the fuck this shit coming from. You don't know from. who the fuck has this ticket. So it, it, it's, Who's to say that Ticketmaster don't have a series of botted accounts that they all control that are saying that, oh, this is a verified reseller, but it's really all the revenue is going back to Ticketmaster. Yep. Who's to say? And guess what you can't do? You can't resell a verified Ticketmaster resale ticket that you bought from them back on their platform. You got to take that shit across the street to game time or motherfucking uh, or StubHub. You know what I just thought about? You know what I just thought about? Damn, we might have uncovered it. Ticketmaster sells the tickets and verified resale tickets. But if I buy a ticket, I can't resell a ticket on Ticketmaster. Correct. How does that work then? How are y'all selling resale tickets if I can't sell a resale ticket? Where are the tickets coming from? <laughs> oh, yeah. All year productions, nigga. Fuck you, me. That dev boy done figured it out. <laughs> they've, taken, they've taken what people like very smart, transformative people, urban people at that, like Nipsey Hussle, all money in and shit like that, and that proud to pay platform and all that. They've taken that and 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 ripped apart the business model and kept what they needed and said, "Yo, we're going to control the whole process, beginning yeah. to end." Yeah, that's insane. When I saw them prices the other day for Wayne, I'm just like, I, like it's standing room. 
I'm being tasked right now with negotiate. Here's what's going to happen, right? The economy around this whole shit is going to get overinflated to where it's going to impact the after parties and all of that too because I've been tasked with negotiating an after party for Cal for Southern California for one of these markets and it's going to end up probably costing them way more because this nigga's going to be getting a million dollars to perform. So now the forty, fifty thousand dollars that we got for him, he's not even going to want this shit because yeah. I just got a million dollars to perform in a three thousand, four thousand person venue. No, I'm not coming to your after party. Damn, I didn't think about that. It's going to bleed out into everything else because it's too much money being flown through this shit. And it's like, this ain't the first time that it's happened, but at least when Jay did like his uh, American Gangster Tour and intimate venues and all of that, the tickets was 550 and they stayed 550. Right, right. These motherfuckers is 400 and they ballooned to 1700. Yeah. This don't make no sense. Yeah. It's like when I saw Beyonce get 24 million for a night. For a performance, you knew it, you knew it was happening. I was like, damn, that. that's crazy. That's what's up. But I didn't think she was gonna get that every night on the tour. <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. No, we need that's the new number. That's the market. Yeah. When I saw like six fifty for standing at low, I'm just like, yo, I, like I'd rather just turn the shit on in my house and stand there. This Beyonce like, tour gonna break the record. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be the highest grossing tour of all time. It's just it, at this and now that she's adding two and three nights to certain cities, yeah, it's, it's gonna break the record for sure. All through Brussels and Amsterdam and all that, yeah, it's just it's nowhere around. Because most people announce like Chris Brown did his U.S. tour, did forty some odd dates, whatever. Him and Lil Baby. Then they took a few months off, and then he's like, all right, bet, one of the ones tour European league. Beyonce's shit is, nah, I'm just touring the whole straight through. Straight through 193 nigga. cities, <laughs> we out here. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's wild. But no, that's that's some crazy shit, man. When I seen him, like, scissors six, I'm talking about the, the 100 level first row was 670 at the scissor show. I'm just like, yo, like, how are kids, you remember when you could go to a concert for, like, $40? Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do kids function in this shit Powerhouse now? tickets, nine ninety nine. Uh, how the fuck do kids function in this? What kid, what teenage kid is really about to drop $2,100 to go to a fucking concert? Yeah, we all need to just take six months, man, and just not feed the economy. Buy only what you need. Don't do no recreational, none of that shit. They'll get this shit right. But it, but they know that we just have a consumption problem and that we've been marketed to that you got to be at certain shit or you a loser and yep. all of that. And we believe it. We internalize it. It's the classism of being an American citizen. Yep. This is the fucking blowback. Our government don't care about us. They're not going to protect us until afterwards because Live Nation and, and Ticketmaster are going to pull this heist with this Beyonce tour and then they're going to have to answer for it. Yep. Straight but they've up. already pulled the heist with the Taylor Swift tour. Yeah, this is nothing new. <laughs> this is nothing new. Straight up. Every few months, it's like, man, come on now. Yeah. That day, like, y'all niggas bugging. I got nothing else. I got nothing else, man. It's been a great show. We appreciate y'all. Shout out again, once again, Interval Presents. Shout out Warner Music uh, for sponsoring the show. Shout out Drink Champs, man. Make sure y'all go. Um, and listen to Drink Champs everywhere uh, podcasts are available. Legendary Queens rapper turned show host Nori teams up with Miami hip-hop pioneer. That's a great word, pioneer. Yeah. DJ EFN is definitely a pioneer for a night of boozy conversation and boisterous storytelling. The hosts and guests engage together in fun, lighthearted conversation, look back at their paths of success, highlighting, highlighting their lives, friendship, and iconic moments within their career. In this unfiltered series, drinks are flowing and jokes are rolling. Take a seat at the table with Nori and... D DJ EFN, you gotta relax. Shout out Interval, shout out Warner Music, shout out Drink Champs, man, for the support. Shout out to TRP Nation. If you're watching this on YouTube, 
Give this a thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Yeah. Share this video, like this video. Let somebody know that you part of the TRP Nation, that you rock with Chad and Matt. Um, if y'all haven't followed us on TikTok already, official TRPE. Uh, also, Instagram, official TRPE. Instagram is trash, though, so, you know, y'all don't have to follow on there. But TikTok is the one. We closing in on 10K followers, and we also closing in on 10K subs right here on YouTube. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Realest podcast ever. We out. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.